ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the co-optional E3 podcast. Ooh. Woo! Woo! We watched like six panels, or is it 10 plus hours of press bullshit, and we are here to compress it all for you into a nice cube. Stop. A nerd cube? <laughs> oh, don't do it! No! How? You're going to break? These are new. You're don't, welcome. Don't break these. Good God. Dan, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. It is absolutely our pleasure. You are one of the many people to spend the last two days snarking over E3 press conferences on Twitch. So yep. with your n nerd crew, I guess you would call it. Oh. Sure, why not? Why not? There we go. We've got a name for them now. That's cool. So <laughs> it's it's been very interesting to see it's only over the last couple of years the complete change in which people watch E3. Mm -hmm. The fact that now it combined, I think, more people were in almost every conference, I think with the exception of the Sony conference, watching people snark over it mm -hmm. on a third party stream than were watching the official stream. Yeah, it's such a strange because I feel like if I really wanted to get something out of the press conferences, I would want to just watch them. But a lot of people really like hearing other people respond immediately yes. to it. I think they want to have their thoughts sort of expressed, come out of the mouths of others, I guess. And honestly, I think it's a lot of skepticism as well about E3 that's built up over the last few years. And people are just like, I want someone here with me who's going to cut through the bullshit or... It's almost like, I think, for a lot of people, sitting down and watching it with their mates, as it were, you know? Yeah, no one wants to be your mate. Uh, oh. I, I mean, that's you, not true. I mean, one, you just said that. You were, you've been married to me for 10 years. You chose <laughs> to be my mate. In she all. should know better than anyone, then. Uh, exactly. Top bands, mate. Top bands. <laughs> Archbishop of Banterbury. Can you take off those ridiculous glasses? <laughs> I wore them so I could oh, be sorry. smart like the rest of you. No, it, it, they look ridiculous. You know Aww. they look ridiculous. You look better with It's sweet them. that you think my glasses make me smart. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> Jenna, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I, this, is, this is the second time you've been on. It wasn't the last time like, years ago when we were in our old house, right? No, I've never been on it except for at Dragon Con. Oh, yeah. You, you were on Dragon Con. Obviously, you were involved in the Cox thing. No, I've, I've, you've definitely been on one of them. Have I? Yeah, you have. I strictly remember. I, it was just a very long time ago. Because the only thing I ever remember being on live streamed in the old house was like climbing the ladder and like the executives and other esports uh, yeah. related shows. Maybe, maybe that is true. But you are here now. You joined me for the bants over the last couple of days. You did bail on the Sony conference. <laughs> All those sweet, sweet bants. Yeah. Those sweet bants. Mm. Sweet bants. Um, yeah, the Sony conference, you mean when our air conditioning broke and it was 82 degrees and probably even hotter well it was way hotter my office is usually yeah. my studio is about five or six degrees hotter than the rest of the house because most of it is covered in arlex foam which yes. as it turns out is not great for ventilation purposes i did not right, acclimate but you well you couldn't even feel the heat because you were so overwhelmed by the power of music of course it just washed over you like a cleansing flood i wish Absolutely. something would We'll talk about that later. Anyway, the E3 conferences are for the most part done. There's been a couple of little bits and pieces that came out today. Nintendo didn't really do a conference. They basically did, here's Zelda and here's some more Pokemon. Hi, we're gone now. That was the top and bottom of it. Not really all that interesting. Uh, it's it, it, Nintendo hasn't really cared for E3 over the past few years, though. No. 
they want they want to do their own no. thing. They want to be different and mm -hmm. everything they've ever done ever. I think mm. they they also just want to be able to reach people with their message, like whatever, regardless of how much bullshit is layered on top of that message or how much bullshit they get to scrape away from that message, like just doing things on their terms, I think is very appealing to them. And I have to appreciate that because E3 can be super bullshit sometimes. It absolutely can. I, I do agree with you in that respect. It's just, it's a shame they weren't able to bust out some like, oh, you know, the NX? Yeah, we know what it is now. Here it is, you know, <laughs> or we're going to unleash like three new IPs. Like we're going to pull a Splatoon again. We're going to show you something really interesting. They, they kind of, you know, they, they, they just didn't. Uh, it was very underwhelming from them, I think. Oh, man. Have you guys seen all of the posts that, like, screenshot that one part with Link and the, like, the yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's going to be the controller. The controller is definitely a U-shape. <laughs> and I'm like, please don't. <laughs> Just don't don't screw with it i mean uh, half of me appreciates the the weird stuff that nintendo does and the other half is like just can you make something that humans can use please like <laughs> this was designed for cats i don't know what's going on there that's their brand new demographic you know when they said they wanted to reach new demographics and gaming audiences i think you know going down the non-human route may not be the way to go on that i don't think cats don't have a lot of money in my experience. Our sure. cats steal our money. Uh, I mean, they, they soak up a lot of money. Giant walking cat sponge. I could just imagine that. Cat, <laughs> you know, that, that would be, in, in the old era of Nickelodeon cartoons, cat sponge would be just a absolute blockbuster. I've watched cat sponge. I don't it would be cat. like, oh, it would be a weird crossover show, SpongeBob SquarePants and Cat Dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would watch that. Cat yeah. sponge, yeah. I would worry about what happened to Dog, but you know, Square I Square Dog. Eventually. He, Square he, Dog. Yeah. He, he was hor horribly killed in a in an accident. It was terrible. No! They had to amputate. Oh, car crusher. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. I did see a post a few days ago. I'm not sure who posted it. It was like a disturbing thought. How exactly did Cat Dog go to the bathroom? I was just thinking that, and I was like, you know, that's a really disturbing thought from your childhood mm. when you get older, <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. So how did this work? And then you go the route of like, is this like human centipede? What has happened? No. Yeah. Was that the origin <laughs> of human centipede's idea? Nobody knows. No. Maybe like a snake. There's just a butt somewhere on it, and you don't know where it is. Yeah. That's how mis work. Mystery ass. Yeah. My snake terrified me when it pooped once. Crouching it snake just, hidden ass. It just pooped, and I wasn't expecting it. And it just, a huge amount of poop just came out of nowhere. And I was like, where, where did that come from? You're a snake. Snake You're a snake. You're, you're not snake, allowed you're to not, poop. You, you don't poop. The, the two things that don't poop, snake and women. Women don't poop? No, they accurate. don't. Accurate. Mm -mm. Completely accurate. Just no Or happens. have any bodily functions whatsoever. No. no. Not no. at all. <clears throat> I mean, that, that would be gross and weird if they did. If we were to poo, it would be cotton candy. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds, on. Sticky. Yeah. that sounds sticky. That's impractical. How would you clean that up? <laughs> uh, actually, I don't want to know. So E3, yes. Cotton candy poop is a great description of E3, I think, just on a, on a yearly basis, honestly. And Absolutely. we did... They flow into each other, so to speak, they, they, quite well. They, they really do in a, in a strange mm -hmm. way. So I think today is mostly just going to be going through all that. I mean, I actually was uh, d uh, thinking about discussing the Warcraft movie since we've finally seen it, but since Jesse's not fucking here... It sort of defeats why, the point of the exercise. Why do we need him to discuss it? I don't know. Do Dan, uh, do have you seen it? I, yeah, no. I've seen it. Dodger, Dodger, have you seen it? <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll do a brief little thing on it then. Just, just, a, just a brief thing. I'm not going to spend too okay. long on it before we move into the rest of the E3. But Dan hasn't seen it. No, which Dan is why I'm not. I mean, we're not going to okay. give spoilers. No, no spoilers. Yeah, no, 
Oh, I'm yeah. not going to say it. Don't worry. No. Oh, okay. oh well, he, he's just like, I don't even care. I have a like the 15,000 no. people Aww. currently watching the live stream might at some point, though. So you know, yeah, we'll, no we'll stay spoilers. off the spoilers. All I'll say about it is that it's probably, in my opinion, the best video game movie that's ever been made. But that's not necessarily saying much. Because yeah. Michael Fassbender will be in Assassin's Creed. And whew. You and Aisha Taylor, that was the only thing you could agree on. Shut up, Lana. Through that entire conference was, ooh, Michael Fassbender, ooh, ooh. Sorry, but dude is cute. Yeah, he's he's all right, you know, I'll I'll give him that. Mm. Dude, I really enjoyed the Warcraft movie. I had fun Um, with it. Yeah, both Sam and I, we had a lot of fun with it. We went there uh, and watched it with a friend who knows literally nothing about Warcraft, and she really enjoyed it. So I don't know. interesting. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, especially in the first... Like, uh, incidentally, before we go on, uh, full disclaimer, I was paid by Universal to... Or was it Legendary? Yeah, Legendary. legendary. To tweet about the Warcraft movie. Yes, just I was paid not. For a tweet. Just that it exists. <laughs> yes. Not, not to say anything about it or anything Well, I, I, I was literally paid to tweet, I am looking forward to seeing it, which was true, but I was paid to tweet about it, which means everything I'm saying is probably very biased because they gave me bags of gold. So, hashtag ad. Well, it was hashtag <laughs> ad. It, it, what was great about it is that some people was like, oh, no, that doesn't mean ad. It's like, no, it, it does. That's what ad means. <laughs> what? That's what of course it means ad. Yeah, Why would you put it on there if it wasn't an ad? And someone's like, oh, it's only because he linked to an ad. It's like, no, no. it's an ad. This is an no. ad. That's what hashtag ad means. Anyway, cool. We've got that out of the way. So there's the disclaimer. Don't take any of my opinions on it seriously. I did feel like the first act definitely tried to cram a shitload into not a lot of time. Oh, yeah. The the pacing was kind of all over the place. It was. But yes. I, yep. I was sort of fine with that because, yeah, there was a lot to get through and a lot of information to get in there. Um there were definitely, I think Jesse said this last time, there were definitely some scenes where it felt like there was more to the scene initially and, and the it. rest of the scene was edited out. Yeah. Um, but overall, like, I thought it looked beautiful. I thought that it was a really fun movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I definitely enjoyed it. The whole group that I went with enjoyed it. So Yeah, yeah. We had the same feeling. There was. I don't really keep track, especially like the Warcraft 1 lore. I'm very out of touch with that, you know? I, I love it. I was never really big into uh, the lore of any of the games, but obviously I know a bit more about the Warcraft 2 lore and Warcraft 3 lore and WoW's lore, at least up to a point. Uh, so I, I was trying to keep track of some of it. It's like, oh, I recognize that guy. Oh, I don't recognize that guy. You know, I never I never knew the role of Garona, for instance. Obviously, no spoilers, no spoilers for the movie, but before going into the movie, I didn't know the role of Garona. Apparently, they did change that. They did. They did uh, from the original, but... It seemed mm. like... They made it more interesting, I feel. For, I think it made more sense in a movie context. Yes. You know, they made a change that made sense to make a movie I wasn't mad, and I'm kind of yeah. a lore person, so, you know, I, I wasn't mad. Mm. And but, I, I expected to be made mad, because mm. movie studios can tend to change things oh god well i mean if you look at stuff like prince of persia sands of time or any of the hitman yeah. movies like this is nothing <laughs> like the the game at all i it was very rushed in places like the, the character development was like this went way fast like you went from here to here really really quickly uh but it was uh, for the most part pretty good the story i did like the fact that they tried to make both sides a bit more nuanced than just straight good and evil i think there was a very easy 
easy out with saying, the humans are good, the orcs are bad, it's good versus bad, let's go. And they didn't. Orcs is evil. Orcs is evil. Orcs don't look like us. Uh, uses, uses, uses. Yeah, they don't like buses either. Yep. Uses. Uh-huh. Orcs don't look like us. <laughs> orcs look like bad. buses. Orcs, orcs yes. look like buses. Yeah. I mean, some of those guys pretty jacked, man. No doubt about that. Uh, but there were, there were some pretty cool battle scenes. There were as many battle scenes. There's actually more talking and more kind of politicking than I expected, which I, f- I thought was pretty cool. There were definitely some... Here's the MacGuffin that I don't understand. Why is this here? Uh, it's a plot contrivance or whatever. But you know, I thought it was visually very colorful, which I liked. You know, they could have made it look very boring. The the There were some fairly limited shots of stuff like Ironforge, and I was just like, wow, that it's really cool to see that realized to that level of detail. And Stormwind looked great. The armor looked great. The pauldrons were nowhere near big enough. So. Right. We definitely need to see you. Uh, my big issue Weta with the costume design, man. Nothing was big enough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no. Weta are used to, like, doing stuff for, you know, Lord of the Rings. So everything was, like, you know, just kind of, like, to scale or whatever. And, it's like, they get no, the no. Warcraft armor. So, no, and it's you don't like, understand. No, you don't understand. Shoulders this, this big. big. Yeah. You know, shoulders go up to here. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I I did not regret seeing it. Like, I think it, you know, as a video game movie, it was surprisingly entertaining. You know, as if you compared it to other movies, then yeah, obviously it's it's not brilliant. But Final it, Fantasy Spirits Within. It was what? better than that. You know, at least it had <laughs> some relation to the game. The best video game movie of our age. Oh, For sure. God. Which basically looked like every cutscene from every Final Fantasy game just kind of shoved together, and Ex- then yeah. except with none of the Final Fantasy like story, and then of course they did the fan service yeah. movie, which was all the cutscenes. That know, was what we actually that. wanted the Indeed. Final Fantasy movie to be. Yeah, but I I actually did not hate it at all. I think th- there were some really cool moments that um, there was a Murloc sound in it, and I I we all cheered. There was a Wilhelm scream. Well, we didn't cheer for that. But, <laughs> you know. but it was I included. did. I was the one person in the theater who, when the Wilhelm scream happened, I was like, ha! Was, I almost laughed. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it it was uh, it was better than I could have hoped for, and obviously worse than it had the potential to be. But it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I hope it does well. I hope we get a sequel because it was clearly leading into one. Uh, so yeah, that's Warcraft movie, right? E3 for the rest of the bloody show. Let's fucking do this. We're not there and you're not there either. No, we're not. Jesse was the only one stupid enough to go to E3. Uh, the rest of us sat at home snarking at it, which, you know, do, do we have a do we have an accord in, in this channel, in this show right here, that sitting at home watching E3 is clearly the best way to yes. go? Oh, absolutely. Because E3 is all about are... businesses using with businesses now. There's no reason for us to go. No. No, there, there really is not. You know, Jess was telling me, oh, I've got appointments all day. It's like, do you? I mean, to why? To get free shit? Well, but he's basically, yeah, that's, that's mainly why he does that, to, to get a bunch ah. of stuff to give away at the end of the year to the viewers. Um, I, I wish this camera would stop doing that. I don't know why it keeps... Doing what? It keeps changing the, uh, the, the light levels and I can't fix it. Anyway, just be, please ignore that. So we did six conferences. I think we're going to go through them in order. That makes the most sense. So, it does. Yep, uh, Dodger, you did, as part of the Drop Frames crew this year, you did the stream. Yep, and the very first one, which in my opinion was the worst one, was EA's. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Dan, you did your nude cube, nude cubed broadcast. Wow. Uh, I do. That's, that's, that's the main benefit. Sub only. I was gonna say, do I have to sub to to that? That's sub only content. That yeah, that, that's the good stuff. That's right Patreon, there. baby. That's <laughs> I thought you were about to say that's patriarchy, baby. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, so we did we did six. Let's start with uh, you, which was clearly the weakest, and this is impressive considering it was on the list with Ubisoft. EA to set the bar for everything to that set follows. the bar as low as possible for the rest of it. So EA. I mean, my and we'll go around the room with overall impressions. Then we're going to hit each, you know, each game as we go through. And there weren't actually that many games to hit. Overall impression of that their show was it was absolutely soulless. Yeah. Like there were the there was no enthusiasm. I mean, even Peter Moore couldn't bring the enthusiasm, and he's usually the best part of that show. They're not making anything. They're making it things, but they're not actually making anything. It's like here's a thing that you knew was there. It's just, I mean, it just feels like just more. It's just like, we, you know those things we have? Well, here's a little bit more. Here's this thing. And here's, like, there's a current as well. There's a trend in gaming at the moment to take an established thing and just set it in a wacky location, but make it the exact same game, hmm. which is what Battlefield 1 is doing, which is what Far Cry Primal and stuff did. That seems to be a thing. It's like, hey, here's a really interesting setting with the exact same game hidden beneath. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was there. Yeah, it wasn't that they didn't have anything I was interested in, because actually the... Um, you know, they did the normal Titanfall 2 trailer, and I was like, okay, Titanfall 2. And then they did the the Titanfall, like, campaign trailer. Super and I was player, like, yeah. actually, mm. that looks interesting. That looks like something that I would want to play. So it's not like the whole time I was going, God, this whole press conference is not for me. I don't want any of this. But I think every single year, everyone walks away from the EA conference going, okay, so sports? We sports, right? Sports? Okay, great. And I get that that's where they make a lot of their money. Yes. But um, I don't know. Soulless, was, I think, is a good way to put it. It just didn't It didn't feel like there was a lot of passion from the people who were there. Um, you Except know, for the guy who presented Fee. Yeah, from Zoink. Like, oh, the only thing yeah. I liked from that conference that. was something that EA themselves didn't actually make. I know. Oh my gosh. Every time they bring on an indie dev to like present their passion project, it's the most precious thing in the world. It and it always winds up being the highlight of their conference because that person is like, I care so much about this thing and I hope you like it. And, uh, and you're just like, oh my God, let me give you a hug. Yeah, that's, that is absolutely how it went. Yeah. And the they did it last year with Unravel, where everyone's hearts just melted because this guy was obviously so nervous. It's just like, I, I made a game, and it's about a thing that I really love, and I would like you to look at it. And we're like, yes, we will. Don't worry, you don't have to be upset. Uh, this, I felt so bad for, for that guy presenting, because I was just like, oh man, we just want to give you a hug. The thing is, it was the only like real human moment of the whole thing, yeah. like in my eyes. That that was the, the one redeeming part of it, and it feels like EA does the whole, and now we're going to trot out our, you know, token indie, you know, uh, just to show that we still have a soul. They, <laughs> in the process, they did announce something called EA Originals, which... Origin it, exclusive indie games, probably. Uh, oh, so EA, was it EA Spotlight or EA Originals, are they calling it? I think EA I'm, Originals. EA Originals, is, yes. Yeah, for some reason, our list says Spotlight. I don't know why. But they basically said, look, we're going to help and publish a bunch of indie stuff, which at that point, it ceases to become indie, obviously. But we're not going to take any of the money from it. All the profits go to... The developer. The developer. The developers. Yeah. Right. Um, and we were we were debating, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well, because no doubt this came up on your streams too. You know, what's in it for EA? when it comes to, you know, if they're not going to be taking any of the money, why are they doing it? Apologist move. Uh, possibly, you know, it may be a PR move. Uh, what did uh, the Drop Frames guys think about that? I don't think we discussed it at all. Is that weird? 
Uh, no, no, because JP was heading up the show, so it's not weird at all. So JP <laughs> fucked up. Good to know. Uh, but in that case, independent of drop frames, because you're obviously right. better than them. You know, tell me, you know, what did you reckon? You know, why do you think that they went for something like that? Um, literally, the only thing that I can think of is um, is that they want they want to kind of start a different model where it's like you get a hundred percent of everything. And then the next time you create something, you know, we scratched your back and we'll help you make that next thing. And then you can, you know, give us some of the profits for the next round. So it's, I don't know. It it felt a little bit to me like, um, in a TV show, and a drug dealer's like, first hits free, man. Oh, I, I mean, to some degree, you may that very fits well with the EA feeling. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. it, it does. It does. Uh, I have an alternative theory, which is that they may be doing this to really give both the EA access and the Origin service a a boost. You know, it something to make those services stronger and more competitive with something like Steam. Because I think you know, every indie dev on the planet is like, well, I need to get my game on Steam, you know, because that, that's where the audience is. And even though, you know, they say, well, 100% of the profit's going back. Here's the thing, though. Origin Store takes a cut regardless of the game. So I wonder if what they actually mean by profits is after Origin's retailer cut. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, they're driving more people to the Origin platform with a, a set of interesting and unique titles and they're doing that to, you know, help them compete with Steam, which, to be fair, is something that Valve has been doing for for years with some of its own stuff and things like that. So I don't think that's unreasonable, uh, but I think that might have a lot to do with it. Dan, what do you reckon? I thought they were just going to stick it on their subscription service, and then they're getting they give a tiny percentage of that away, and they're still getting money from the subscriptions that it brings in. Yeah, you I think they're, they're so? You do... think they're going to push EA access a lot more? With yeah, this that's stuff. what I thought they were going yeah. to be doing with that. They go, they're like, hey, we put, put, put it on the EA access, and then more people join EA access. So yeah, you get to keep your tiny cut, but the majority of that money, which is for the other games, we keep. Yeah, it could be that as well. I don't think EA access is a bad service. I mean, I've I've had it since they launched it on PC, and the the game trials are very useful. They're very. I wouldn't say generous considering you pay on a monthly basis, but you do get access to quite a lot of good titles. So especially if you don't already own those games, it's pretty decent value for money. So I don't mind that service being there. But yeah, I think it may very well be a combination of all of those things. Uh, There's probably a wide variety of motivations behind it. They definitely don't have a soul. That's what we've confirmed here. EA do not have a soul. Yeah, Yeah, we we absolutely know that. Although, again, as Jen mentioned, this is probably another way for them to try and convince us that they do. (laughs) <laughs> Possibly. Actually, oh what God. happens later in the in the video game is that the little creature totally dies. Like they get run over by like this no, big stop. corporate machine. As bad as JP. Rolls <laughs> <laughs> it's like I bet the critter's gonna die. Uh, no. I, no, no, no. I, I would not, not allow the, it. Um, what was the name of the the football manager who was brought out? I Jose don't Marino. remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. There you go. The, I, keep, uh, I keep feeling Jen actually Manchester follows football United. and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester United manager. That was my favorite part of the whole EA press conference. Where he's was like, money. <laughs> where he like came out and was like, I hear that uh, your son plays games. He was like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, great. Jose Marino, everybody. <laughs> I was like, okay. It Ew. really was literally that. He said, "Yeah, I hear some plays games. Does he? Uh, does he spend money on Ultimate Team?" And he literally went like this. <laughs> I was like, "You are shameless 
absolutely <laughs> shameless. Like the amount of money that I'm sure he was paid to walk out on stage and be like, oh. yep, he plays games. And then just walk back. Like, <laughs> this is fucking amazing. I have heard of video games. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I gave them written permission to use my likeness, and I got paid. Oh, Goodbye. Fuck. I mean, e EA okay. is one of the worst when it comes to random celebrity appearances. Like, hey, Battlefield 1, what do you naturally associate with Battlefield? Zac Efron, for instance. Ew. And Snoop Dogg. Jamie Foxx. I mean, you know, I'll give him Snoop Dogg, because Snoop Dogg actually plays video games. You know, Snoop Dogg shows up in quite a lot of gamey related Did you see the stuff, scores you know? that released after their match? They actually no. had like their, their kill oh. death ratios. Snoop Dogg was like nil four. Zac Efron was nil eight. None of them <laughs> got a kill. Hilarious. Shameful display. <laughs> Shameful display. But I we way... got to see Snoop uh, took up for a split second, and then when they panned back, it was gone again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look how he just doesn't give a fuck. It's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah, I I, I do love that. Uh, but you you mentioned Dodger. It is just a sports overload. It, this has mm -hmm. got to be the most no, sports out of them. I think that I've ever seen in. Well, I feel like every year they're like, all right, you ready for the sports chunk? And then they just go really ham on sports stuff. They bring out, there's always some kind of a celebrity guest yeah. that they bring out. Oh, how about um, the actor? Oh yeah. The guy who was all super intense about everything. Are you all coming with me? No. <laughs> That's terrifying. I mean, I'll give him credit. He was into it and yeah, he, his acting good was good. Like he, he sounded like he actually believed that, you know, which was pretty cool. But um, I like the idea of their, of their FIFA single player. Oh yeah, the sort um, of live the life kind the of idea mode. behind so, that. Yeah, yeah, the like career I do like mode that. for the yeah. game. Uh, I thought that that was like a breath of fresh air and a sea yes. of, would you like to see our face graphics? No. Oh God, and they do that every year. <laughs> You're right though. You're totally right. Because to some degree, you know, that that sort of live the life in and off, on and off, in and off the pitch. Wow. On and off the pitch is an interesting idea. Now, it's done in the, the NBA games is doing that. They've already done that. Last yeah. NBA game, 2K16 was doing that. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be in everything. If yeah, Madden doesn't have it in Madden 2017, it'll be in 2018. You know, they'll have a live the life of, a, you know, upgrade your kitchen was the joke that we like to make because half of that trailer seemed to be like, look at how nice my kitchen is now that I am a famous <laughs> If I can play Cam Newton and upgrade my kitchen, you know... I will be a happy woman. That would be that would be a wonderful thing. I, I made the joke it was a dating simulator. You got to pick your waifu and everything. It's like, yeah, there um, you go. I could make I mean, comments about all of those games certain are. things. No, no, not going to do it. They, they are. They, you know, it's date, dating sims for jocks. There you go. It's, it's, they, they, I don't mind the fact that they focus so much on sports. I, it's just the fact that they always do the same sports. It's always FIFA and um, not always NBA and NFL. We saw them bring out hockey like the last year that we were at E3. That huge hockey display. Like, I mean, some no, no sign of hockey this time. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, you know, I, I feel like they do rotate through the sports mm. a decent. I just amount. wanted to spend 20 minutes on cricket at some point and see what happens. I'm sure well, they, were, they were kind happened. to a London audience, weren't they? They kept going. Yeah. Here's the audience in London for no reason. We're going to talk here about Madden, and everyone was like, Why? what? That was so bizarre. Was Why are you doing this? I we don't, don't know. know what that is. Could you, you call that? That's wrong. No, like, that's not. Why are you, you talking about hand egg to a bunch of yeah. Brits? Like, we what don't is understand this? it. Trust me, we're not brought up to understand what that is. We, th we think it's like rugby. <laughs> rugby for children. Rugby, but rubbish. But I tried yeah. playing that once. I've never been more confused by a video game. So I'm just go, yeah, man, because it's like you do a thing, and then it's like, all right, which graph do you want? I'm like. I don't know what's happening here. 
it's a turn-based strategy game. You know, yeah. it, it, you actually learn more from playing Blood Bowl about how American <laughs> football works than you would from anything else. Like, it's it's so crazy. There was a limited amount of stuff about Mass Effect Andromeda, but really we learned nothing other than new galaxy, new races, which to me was a little disappointing because I'm into the existing races, you know? I, I think well, those... we saw we saw like characters who were races from the other games, but not characters that we know. Yeah, so I like think those are crew members that you brought with you. Information we had from before. Yeah, but it's a case of like you don't it, you're taking those people in your crew, and then you're interacting with a bunch of new races that you don't have any information about. I, I think maybe their aim is to sort of ignite that sense of wonder that we got in the first game again. But you know, because we're discovering all this new stuff, and they're hoping to. Uh, see if they can make lightning strike twice in that regard. Maybe. Yeah, because we're leaving the Milky Way. With... Everything's changing. Isn't the Milky Way the dumbest name for a galaxy ever? No. But it looks like that? Splash Milk. Well, the it people does, are making yeah. Milky Way chocolate bars. It That's does it actually once. look like Splash Milk. <laughs> yeah, those that guys. The, yeah, those guys. the whole chocolate. NASA market. Big Nestle, that's what it was. Just with Damn that it. Milky Way chocolate Take bus. control of the galaxy at this point. Uh, yeah. we, we didn't learn a huge amount about it other than that. And they Which also... The name is Ryder. That's what they said. Yes, apparently the surname of the character is Ryder for whatever reason. So we'll see. So we can have Guider and Ryder. So we can mm. instead of having Shep, we have Guider for the bloke one and then Ryder for the main one. Absolutely. Ah. Sorted. <laughs> I think it is. Sorted. Got it. <laughs> and Commence then drawing we... the fan fiction. And then we saw a whole lot of nothing about Star Wars. It's like, there's like, we've got a bunch of Star oh Wars stuff God. coming. Oh my God, hype is real. That was the funniest shit in the world because right before they started that just weird montage of Star Wars mush, yeah. JP goes, I swear to fucking God, if they start off a Star Wars section with just like showing a dude on a tablet drawing Star Wars shit, I'm going to be so angry. And that's literally how it started. Yeah. And we were like, ah! <laughs> but yeah, like, there was so much in there that at the end I was like, I don't remember what any of that was. Yeah, like, it was. It was also so was much in of one nothing. Ear out the other immediately. It really was because like the, the, it was just them blitzing through their studio saying, "Hey, we're working on Star Wars things," and then that was about it. We saw about three or four seconds, I think, of what Visceral were working on, which was just a man walking, which didn't really help. <laughs> Yeah, they said, "Hey, we're still doing that mobile game." Like, yeah, I know. You're still sinking <laughs> money into I'm it. I'm not. I, I I got off that man. I broke that habit. It took me a lot of work. Yeah, you're on a new kind of crack now. Hey, I'm good at Clash Royale. But the other the other thing was that that respawn is doing something with Star Wars. So we don't know what it is yet, but we know they're involved. Also, you know, the coolest part of that to me was seeing that both Amy Hennig and Jade Raymond are heavily involved in this stuff. Amy, in particular, is like. Okay, we can expect some really fucking kick-ass writing, hopefully, in this. You know, combining totally. Amy with Star Wars, yes, I'll take that. Uh, that, that. That should be great. But we didn't learn much. Uh, they, oh, the only thing they really showed was more Battlefront DLC, and I was just like, "Boo, hiss!" You know, stop pretending people like Battlefront. They don't. It, uh, so that was that was a bit weird and disappointing. And then, of course, Battlefield 1, they showed us very little because they did an hour live stream after the conference with the yeah, actual Yeah, they didn't really gameplay. need to show us a lot no. of that because we got plenty of it afterwards. Well, yeah. after they were done introducing all of their stoned celebrity guests, <laughs> then we got, you know, like 30 minutes of gameplay. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch any of that gameplay? Because uh, obviously it wasn't part of the conference, so we didn't cover it, but I watched a bit of it. What do you, what do you reckon? Um... I mean, I, I thought that it looked really nice. Everybody else was saying that it just looks like another reskin. Like there was just way too many similarities. Like obviously the aesthetic is nice, but it doesn't it doesn't look like they've 
innovated very much in terms of the franchise. Um, so yeah, they like JP and Sam and them were predicting that probably uh, Battlefield fans are gonna feel like they're getting the same game again, just in a different time period, you know? Um, I, th- I thought that it looked gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's <clears throat> all of the Battlefield games generally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the issue I had with it was that the gameplay I saw, there was so many people running around with automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, and so there there are some kind of prototype weapons that existed in World War One that didn't really see field service, and then there were modifications to existing ones that kind of turned yeah. them into semi-automatic or full-automatic. They were janky as fuck, most of them. Mm-hmm. Like, really weird things. Uh, but for the most part, you saw the guy running around with the uh, I think it's called the, the M1918 was a, a prototype submachine gun that kind of came in in the last year of the war, but never really saw a lot of field action. And that was like the first true sort of submachine gun, as it were. It seemed like almost everyone was running around with something like that. Uh, Outside of the sniper, you know, the marksman, there wasn't a lot of bolt action stuff going on. And I was like, if you, the problem is if you do that, then it just ends up feeling a lot like the old, you know, the other battlefield games where it's just like, you know, it's aim down sights and spray instead of, I just wanted to see more bolt action, more weirdness Mm -hmm. on display. And we did see stuff like armored trains and this is a fucking airship. Holy shit. That yeah, when the blimp showed up, I was like, like, okay. Whoa, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and that the, the interesting thing about that is that it's it's almost taking the stuff of like Battlefield 3 and 4 where you remember those kind of set pieces like Caspian Border where you could bring down the radio tower or bring down the building in that, uh, I think it was a Chinese city or something along those lines. It seems like that, except it's flyable, it's pilotable, it's mm-hmm. got gun turrets, it actually affects the battlefield. And when it comes yeah. down, it smashes a part of the, the world. Yeah, and uh, at first we were saying, like, I wonder if there are specific parts on every map that this blimp can fall, Mm. you know, so that, like, so that it doesn't have to figure out what things break every time and how the blimp is supposed to break every time. But no, apparently when you take down the blimp, it'll just fall on whatever's below it and all of that gets destroyed, which I think is, is cool that they committed to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I I like that a lot. I I just I want to see more of the weapon selection. I think maybe it was just highly limited because of the demonstration that they had going. Maybe they were just like, you know, what? we're not going to give the wacky weapons to these guys. You know, they've never played the game before. We should just give them something familiar, like a you know submachine gun or a lever action sniper or something like that. But I I definitely want to see the weirder stuff because that that World War One was really weird in many places. Now, a lot of people think trench warfare. That was not the only front. That was not the only place. Go watch the Great War channel on YouTube. It's amazing. That guy is very handsome, and I want to hear everything he says <laughs> about World War One. He He's phenomenal. Uh, but there were so many strange innovations, and because uh, uh, this is the war that modernized combat, and it's the war where horses were still involved, and horses are in the game. It was a war where you had a very kind of basic kind of flamethrower you know, people were literally hitting each other with spiked maces. You know, hand-to-hand combat was a very real thing. You can fight people with shovels in this game. You absolutely can. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. There's a minigun in the trailer for some reason. There's a minigun with a dude in like a full suit of armor for some reason. That yeah, that that I do not recall being historically accurate. It's, <laughs> no. Um, but we will we will see what's going on with that. I, I I like the look of it. I I want to obviously get my hands on it, see how it works out. I like the fact that there's a dedicated tank class now. 
Like, that you can't just jump in a tank and pilot, and it's like, hey, here we go! And so you have to dedicate to being part of the tank crew, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, and those tanks are rubbish. Like, they, at World War One, tanks were terrible. They got stuck all the time. They were super slow. You need, like, six to eight people to crew them. So that was... I, I'm very interested in seeing that in action. And you're muted, Dodger, by the way. Sorry. Cool. Snoop was definitely my favorite person to watch play because every time they cut to him, he was either just running into a wall, <laughs> just like constantly up against a wall, like going back and forth, not doing anything right up against this wall, or he was in a tank, not shooting anything. It was amazing. I was just like, it's this is long. the quality content that I wanted. And then uh, there's some great shots of Zach Efron's face, just like, he's <laughs> playing so those are my two highlights of uh watching a bunch of people play together oh, that and terry cruz just being terry cruz so i'll say this snoop does not play the tank class snoop plays the dank class oh <laughs> indeed don't, don't clap on. that <laughs> yeah so don't clap that. that was pretty much the ea conference I, I think do we all agree it was the worst of all of them i think it was the worst one yeah honestly it was the dullest it didn't really show yeah anything of note it's like you said earlier dodger yeah okay they showed us stuff that we will play certainly but we weren't interested you know we weren't surprised by anything it, it and it felt like a very soulless presentation and you were almost falling asleep in it if i recall oh correctly. it was bad like i was just oh man i was just like okay finally the end of sports oh more sports what <laughs> yeah and i, I actually think... watch football so <laughs> and you still and hated I still it still hated it still yeah that's a sign yeah, uh, people are saying Nintendo, that's not really a conference, plus we didn't watch that, so we're not really covering it, that happened today. Uh, so let's move on to one that was a bit more interesting that day, which is of course the Bethesda conference. Uh, interesting that Bethesda started doing their own show, that started last year and it went really well for them, you know, because they dropped Fallout 4 on people, which was a yep. giant shock to most people so and then the disappointment set in well, uh you will not forgive them for fallout I 4 will, will you not. no you did not I like waited that game how many years for that game mm -hmm. and it was I not like what fallout you were looking should have let us obsidian do it that's all i'm gonna say if she obsidian would have done the writing for it mm. it would have been great she's all about the story and all about the, the dialogue and the interaction now you could make your own vault and i am okay with that that is the <laughs> only saving grace of mm. this entire thing that's what's hilarious is i think everybody i know who really loves fallout when they watched that they were like okay if i can make my own vault i guess it's okay <laughs> exactly yeah. and i was just like wow almost all things are forgiven sort of but how much of the game are you gonna actually make me play in, in order, order to, to do, do that, that? I mean, you know, building a vault seems like a fairly large, drastic undertaking. I wonder if I could just go into the game, cheat for some resources, and then just build it straight up. That would be pretty cool. Maybe I'll do that. Possibly. PC gaming is wonderful. What can I say? But they, oh, uh, sort of going from the start of the show, they opened up with Quake, uh, what they're calling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Quake Overquake? Champions. Overquake, yeah. Quake watch, yeah, all for right. sure. Dodger, you seem like you got a lot of skepticism on that one. Come on, let it all uh, out. As someone who formerly had blue hair, I feel like you will be the expert on this. <laughs> so It even turned into smoke when I walked, but not many yeah. people pointed it out, and that really bummed me out. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think that it's sad that they're taking a franchise that is a skill shooter and giving them abilities. Giving class abilities. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think we're in a world right now that doesn't really have skill shooters anymore. And it's 
I, I think that the fact that they were like, oh, this is what people want. Diehard Quake fans are disappointed to see yeah. that there are abilities in it. Yeah. There's a reason people still play Quake Live today. There is still a reason why that community is existing and people are still playing. And it's because it's very balanced, very stable, and people enjoy it. I mean, and why would you ruin that? It's it's weird to me because I don't know how much of a market there still is for a pure skill shooter like that, you know? Obviously, the biggest skill shooter right now is technically Counter-Strike, but that's not an arena shooter, you know? It's it's something very different to that, and it was it was sounding good until it said, yeah, so there's going to be unique classes with unique abilities. I'm like... <sighs> Just because everyone else is doing it does not mean you do, too. The, the problem with abilities, and I had this, I had a similar issue with Lawbreakers, actually, when I played the Alpha, is that mm-hmm. abilities tend to, you know, if, if you have one, they tend to be pretty powerful. And right. in doing that, they tend to take away the pure skill element of just, I'm going to outshoot you. You know, yeah. and it puts you in situations where it's like, oh, that guy has an ability that's really pretty good, and I don't have an ability that really counters that in any counters way. So, it. yeah, so they kind yeah. of come in with an advantage to this fight, and I feel like whoever won the fight, it wasn't necessarily down to who shot better; it was down to who popped their cooldown-based ability at the right time, or who was balanced yeah. a certain way during a certain build. It's yeah. it's not one of those situations where you can be just like, oh, hey, guys, we're going to play this. Oh, you've never played before? That's okay. You just jump in the game. You get the armor to have armor. You shoot to shoot. That's it. You know, it mm. was it was yeah. no fluff. It was easy. Well, not easy, but... It was easy to understand, hard yes. to master. Yeah. What I also want to know is whether or not they're going to have a full weapon pickup system or whether they're going to go down the Doom route, which is you start with a two-weapon loadout and the only other weapon you can grab is basically one of the three power weapons as a power-up. If it goes down that route, then you start to really dig into the problems of class-based shooters when it comes to pure 1v1 dueling. Because Quake was a lot about that. Like The most popular mode for competitive play in Quake was 1v1 duel. Literally, that's what mm-hmm. the esports scene for Quake was built around for the longest time. So if they end up fucking with that too much, I feel like a class-based system would completely throw that out the window. So Absolutely. certainly it will alienate people. Simultaneously, it may bring in a new audience that seems to, you know, because class-based shooter is apparently the thing now. Everybody mm-hmm. seems to want to do it. Uh, Dan, did you have any opinions on that? Obviously, we didn't see any gameplay, but... I love Quake. Was literally Quake Two was my first ever PC game, and shooters like that. I think because I don't like, and this is blasphemy for this place, but I don't like things like Overwatch. I don't care for them. I don't care for any sort of. Sh- I like a shooter when I have a gun. They have a gun. It's the same gun. Let's get down to it. That's right. that's how I like my shooters. So anything where you, even where you level your own character up to get better guns, I don't like that. I like if you level up like during the game, fine, and then it all resets and start like the old battlefronts you see. That's why I don't like the new battlefront mostly because you're getting mm. all these new weapon levels. It's like, yeah. hey, let's get the better people, the better weapons. Okay, that I don't see how that works for balancing, but all right. But I, I just like a shooter where because I play a hell of a lot of Quake, and you just you have a thing, and they have the same thing, and there's pickups around the map, so your knowledge of the map helps, and that's like it. When you learn the map, you get the thing. You're like, oh, I know where this is there, and then you start playing chess backwards. You have, oh, I'm going to go get that powerful weapon, but you know where that is, so maybe someone else is going to go for it. So then you start camping that place, and people go, ah, I know where the camping place that is. So you just dot yourself around the map, and you... That's what I used to like hmm. with the old shooters. And now it's all... It's very complicated and dull, and I'm like, oh, I don't care for this. Yeah, I mean, they, that's they right. the only one I play is Counter-Strike. I don't want to really play as Counter-Strike. I had a bit of time for because that was very strange. 
because it had an automatic lock on pistol that made it great fun yes i i enjoyed using that it's like i'm killing things i'm not even trying it's wonderful it, it's so good it was also so a, we- a very weird game mode in uh, that, that attrition mode where you're killing the the sort of npcs was very strange but i i like that it was strange it, yeah mm, I, I i'm gonna have to see more of it we saw no gameplay for that at all all we do know is that it's coming to pc it's got classes it's multiplayer only we think and it's called quake champions so we're going to be hearing more about that unsurprisingly at QuakeCon, con yeah. mm-hmm. one of the big curses yeah. <laughs> of e3 is like this thing we're gonna tell you about it later at another yep. event like well okay outside of that though we then we heard a bit about elder scrolls legends we the only thing yep. that we really learned was that it's gonna have like a big full-on single-player campaign for a card game which is unusual and most card games don't have that i've played that game i enjoyed it i think most people are not enthused by it because they want i, I think there's this view that if you ever make a spin-off to any game and anything that is like a very interesting franchise that it could have been the next proper sequel and because you're making the spin-off you're delaying the next proper sequel and that makes you evil and that's why elder scrolls 6 doesn't exist because of this stupid card game and there's like a lot of anger about that. Obviously, they, that's they not announced, They announced Elder Scrolls was. 6 a little bit after their show. They said, we're making it. It's definitely a thing. We're working on it. Yes, they, oh, they did. Oh, did they? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they, the, said, they said, we're working it, but it's so far off. What's the point of announcing it? That it's yeah, a thing? The, yeah, there right. was a mention of it. I mean, I don't think anyone had any doubts that there would be another one, but it wasn't an official announcement, as it were, of it. It's just like, yeah, work on another Elder Scrolls game. We've got nothing to show you whatsoever. It's like years away. Don't know. We don't even bother asking, was basically the way that they approached that. But yeah, then a bunch of Elder Scrolls Online made highly entertaining by uh, the... Hell yeah! No, stop that. <laughs> by the, uh, what I, I like to call the cheer cannon. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. I spent, I'm gonna be straight up with you guys, I spent the rest of day negative one and all of day zero, m- like, mimicking that lady. Oh Anytime gosh. something happened that was just kind of like, okay... You would, I would but, yes! Oh my god! <laughs> yes! I love it! <laughs> and the thing is, she only did that for Elder Scrolls Online for nothing, nothing else. else. So weird. Yeah. <sighs> it was. It was a very st- strange situation. Uh, I have to say on that one. Uh, but yeah, it. It's probably not, community manager. I mean, let's be fair. I, I I still assume that it was the guy's wife, like that she. That was my <laughs> conclusion yeah. initially. Yeah. No one likes the Elder Scrolls Online this much. This has to be it. This is an inside job. It's something along those She's lines. Definitely a plant, guys. Yeah. <laughs> need to be there. Wouldn't surprise me if she was an actual plant. You know, leaves and everything. Just amazing. <laughs> but it's not surprising that we saw a bunch of that it's it's not like bethesda releases like enough games to fill an hour and a half conference on their own without talking about their existing properties so yeah elder scrolls online yeah okay none of us even play that game i don't think this has convinced us to play that game so i don't the think mud crabs have not convinced you to play this game uh, uh, mud crabs stop mud crabs ha huh? mud crabs stopped being funny about 10 years ago so no no so mm-mm. Uh, outside of that, we they then moved on to stuff that was obviously a little bit more interesting. To start with, that they're putting Doom and Fallout 4 on in into VR. Yes. And HTC Vive yeah. versions of these games apparently in 2017. Yes. Which I think is interesting. And I want to know how the hell they're going to do it without making people feel nauseous. You know, we've talked time and again right. about 
this notion that a standard first-person shooter where you you don't move in real life but you move in the game in vr can induce nausea in a lot of people big motion sickness yep. issues yep. how have they solved that have they done that i mean fallout 4 maybe it will be a little bit easier but doom is so fast-paced i don't i just don't know how you would do that without making a lot of people sick i wonder if they just don't care like maybe they're just saying look you know <laughs> Okay, because some people don't bring get a sick. bucket, guys. Bring yeah. a bucket. <laughs> some people don't get motion sick from that, so maybe they're just saying, "Look, it's gonna be a mode. We're enabling it. Look, if it makes you feel sick, tough shit." Uh, I mean, this is this is. I think that VR role playing games is a thing that needs to happen. Yeah, totally. Um, so this is. This this is a, a possible issue that needs to be addressed by somebody. So they're going to so try it, as well it now. Be, you yeah. know, a company that already has a game fully built that they're just going to, you know, skew so that it can be VR. And then maybe they can spend a little extra time being like, okay, so how do we make this work? How do we address the fact that for the most part in this game, you're walking or running around, right? How do we make that not obnoxious and things like that? So... <laughs> So much of Fallout 4 that would just need to be completely ripped out and rebuilt. Like yeah. the entire VAT system. How do you do VATs in VR when you're actually seeing the thing? Unless you have it on the pit boy, but will time freeze when you're doing VATs? Like to get the shots to line up properly? There's like that that is one of the most integral components of that game. There's so many bits of that game that rely on that. Like because the a few people that played the demo that C3, so they're using that teleport thing. So you can teleport around places like you do with all the mm -hmm. other all the other Vive games. Yeah. So that what then stops you going, oh, I need to get past this sort of there's a few times in Fallout where you're like, oh, I need to go over there, but I can't go go around. You just go, bing, I'm over there now. Yeah. There's so many bits of that entire game that just need to be redesigned. Yeah, the whole game would need to be rebuilt for it. Not I to mention how true. much of a massive immersion breaker it would be yeah. that you could just teleport everywhere. I mean, I spend most <laughs> of my time in Fallout games like looking in every single container and every single cabinet. I want to collect yeah. all the things and put them where I want them. I want to put the trash where I want to put the trash in this world. Mm -hmm. And that would just, it would break it. Totally, totally break it for me. Mm. I I don't know how they're gonna pull that off. And the and what annoyed me more is they didn't tell us how they're gonna pull it off. It's like we're gonna <laughs> they do don't it, know either. But we have no fucking idea. How we're gonna put, do this. Like, oh, God, come on, but tell me, tell me. You know, have you solved this problem? How have you solved this problem? I want to know. Plus, uh, in VR, every game is a horror game. That's, uh, yes. that's the thing I say. <laughs> oh my playing, god! I've been playing yeah. Minecraft in VR. I had a creeper come up behind me. I heard it. I went, oh, it's a creeper. Turn around, and it's six feet tall. And it's there in place. <laughs> and I just went, ah, that's horrible. So I, um, Sam and I were in San Francisco and we tried out the vibe for the first time. And I'm like completely sold on it now. Because yeah. uh, just watching somebody else use it doesn't really. No, it, no. It's completely different to put it on. Just saying this for the benefit of anybody who hasn't ever worn one but like did Facebook um, also pay you for exclusivity on your opinion Dodger. They did not. Uh, but what I did think was ridiculous looking back at myself was I did the fucking underwater experience. Oh, yeah. And you know, there's like, it's like three levels of that, yes. right? There's Absolutely. like, you're hanging out with some pretty cute fish. And then there's one where it's like, you're on a old pirate ship under the water and a whale comes up. And the third one is like the deep sea where it's pitch black and you have little flashlights, right? So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go and order, you know, and, and I'm sure I'll be fine with the deep sea. 
the second fucking one where a whale comes up to you, I was like laughing and also sobbing because it was fucking terrifying. It's huge. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was losing my mind because it's so, just like what Dan was saying, like, it's, it's big. You don't get the scale. VR is so overwhelming. <laughs> like, yeah. The lab's a great one for that. When you meet GLaDOS, GLaDOS appears in a bit of the lab in one of the games and you actually see the scale of GLaDOS. And I was just there back in the corner like, yeah, hi, GLaDOS. That's <laughs> so much more <laughs> scary in VR. She's huge. Yeah. Like literally like several stories high thing is there getting like, hello. Like, oh, okay. I mean, there's, it's literally everything. Because I got a, a video coming up where I played that uh, the new Paul Nation or Paul VR, whatever it is. It's now in VR. And I turn around and like after teleporting and there's a wall there and I shit myself. Because there's just a wall where I'm nice. I go, oh, it's a wall and it's not real. <laughs> yeah. How many times that happens in VR? So my con my confession is that whenever we go to the movies, whenever there's a horror, horror trailer on, so I sort of just kind of look away from the screen. Yep. So I'll maybe Glass see it down. in the corner of my eye. Stand, yep, yeah, there we go. Mm, yep, that look, looks great, love. Yeah, we'll totally Aww, not go TV. see that. Uh, you can't escape it in VR. Yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> yeah. look away. It's You can close your eyes. Uh, it doesn't help. Like <laughs> You've got the headphones on. You're completely immersed in it. It's like it, the horror is stuck to your face. It's, yep. you're, ne you're not getting away. It's a away. face hugger with virtual reality built in. It is your worst nightmare, and you can't That's escape it. That's why I don't think I could even handle Doom VR. No, I would, God, I no would put it on and immediately be like, oh, fuck, and then just take it off. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do Fallout. If a Deathclaw comes around the corner, you're like, okay, oh, Heather's cuts <laughs> right. right. uh, I don't like video games anymore. We're going to take up a different <laughs> hobby. I'm done with video games. I'm done with the industry. I'm going to get a job as a barista and move on. <laughs> I think VR is like the next step in desensitizing the next generation, like our children. This is, this is how they are going to be desensitized. Like we are desensitized by seeing all sorts of crazy stuff in video games and on the news, real world stuff, horrible things. Our children, oh, they are in for it. It's going to be going to be hard to scare people in a few generations time. There's literally going to be that's, nothing that's scary anymore. Yeah, I like to think that if I could power through and start playing scary VR games, even just tolerate like a little bit of them, suddenly scary movies and, and just normal scary video games, I'd be like, this is, this is laughable because yeah. I've been We're like, in the screen. outlast, whatever. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, so there was that, and of course there's that Elder Scrolls remaster that none of us fucking gives a shit about, because it's yeah. like, we're gonna remaster Skyrim, it's like, yeah, that's called running it, it on PC. So <laughs> they have the water effects. Yeah, man, if only there was a way to do that on PC with the infinite mods available. But, uh, I was gonna say, a lot of the stuff that they showed, I was like, there have been mods to do this for, for a long years. time. Yeah, it... Oh well. If they were remastering something like Morrowind, it would make more sense. Or so even cool. Oblivion, but um, they, no. It, it basically, it just, we're porting Skyrim to PS4 and Xbox One because we want to sell more copies. Like, all right, whatever. And moving on to uh, something that was quite interesting, of course, was Prey. Yeah. Which is not Prey. No. No. So we thought, oh, this is Prey 2. And it's like, no, we're just going to call it Prey. It's That's like, no. a reboot. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, you, no, you can't reboot something that's only had one game in it. That's <laughs> what are you doing? You're Bethesda. Hello, yes, you Mirror's can. Edge. But they they like tried to make Prey two for years, right? Yes. And it just sort of died. Yes. It's like a cyberpunk um, thing at one point. I remember it being really cyberpunk heavy kind of game. Yeah, there's all sorts of weird shit that Prey two was supposed to be and not, not isn't now. So really, even if they did call it Prey two, it's actually not what Prey two was going to be. But 
and that's kind of why I just call it Prey. I mean, why just just come up with a different name? Like, say, hey, this is original IP now. I think people would have been more uh, more excited about that and less kind of head scratchy about it. So, well, if it's it's basically completely different anyway, why the hell do you call it Prey? What was the point? <sighs> I good name. Yeah, it's not even a great game. First game was it? Oh, it has its moments, but it was yeah, but not... exactly an IP to cash in. No, I don't... Let's get so. back to this IP. But it's people like... know... They know of the IP, so there's at least, like, a smidgen of brand recognition there to maybe cash in on. I don't know. All I know is when that trailer was done, I was like, I'm in! I want more! I want to play this game so bad! It was, like, the only thing during that really conference intriguing. that I thought, like, I would actually want to play outside of dishonored 2 which you were squeeing all over for about 30 minutes that came after prey i'm yeah. saying like at Up that moment that in the conference yeah. i was like oh well this is yeah. cool I'll, I'll probably play this i'm very intrigued by it it looks really interesting uh, the setting looks awesome definitely got a little bit of a dead space vibe from that uh, but also some you know, weird of so this conspiracies and weird experiments and psychological stuff going on I again call it call it whatever the hell you want as long as it's a good game I don't give a damn and of course the star of the show Dishonored 2 a lot of stuff on that a lot yeah. of stuff we saw some actual gameplay saw quite a lot of actual gameplay yeah uh, which was quite surprising considering that they started off initially with we're gonna tour the city I'm like oh is this all we're getting uh, yeah. we're just gonna be showing our assets it's like no we're gonna show you some gameplay and it looked to me like a lot of the same until they said, oh, you can time travel now. And I was like, yep. oh, all right. Dude, did anybody else feel like her abilities are OP as fuck? When I was yes. watching that oh, trailer, yeah. I was like, they are going to have to spend a lot of time on balancing this because these powers are so... You're yeah. thinking like, about Domino, aren't you? Like Domino in particular, it's like, oh, you just, you Domino this and then everything else gets affected by even it. Even like, like the smoke creep. Mm, yeah, yeah her, her that, was, that was amazing it it does yeah. it yeah you're right i think there's like a i guess you can call it power creep if you want but it, it it does feel like they've got some crazy powerful shit in comparison to what they had in the original i wonder if that's going to affect the stealth aspect of it domino in particular was like you can just kill an entire room with this it's like well this is i thought like, that, that yeah but didn't i thought domino existed in the first one did it not did it i think I it existed in some capacity i just don't think it was called that and maybe it didn't work exactly the same way. Mm. But I do think that there was some sort of thing where you could have transference of the same ability to multiple Perhaps targets. Perhaps that's true. It has been a long time since I've played it. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, the, the thing about about it is that it th there was part of it where it's like, oh, we're gonna, I'm going to use this mine to stun the guys. I'm thinking, well, if Domino just does that, well, surely stabbing somebody in the face would also then you know, translate. But i wonder if they're going to do the same thing that they did with the last one where they had the the chaos system as it were where mm. depending on how many people you murdered it did change the nature of the world and things like that so right. you know that well, gives you a reason thing, to non-lethal one big thing they announced was when you meet the outsider at the start so the guy who gives you all your powers and stuff you can tell him to swan off and say no to him and then you don't have powers throughout the game oh wow really that that was cool. Wait, when did when did they announce that I think that was in some. That was an interview with someone. Someone tweeted a bit this morning. I was like, "Ooh, so it's no that Palmer. is interesting. That, that is so yeah. cool. That's kind of neat. You know, I wouldn't mind doing the whole. Oh, so I want to play the whole game as either sneaky, sneaky, or just really good swordsman. You know, or whatever. That's that's that gives that a significant amount of replayability. I think. Yeah, it does. What I want to know is, since you have the option of playing either of them, I want to know if. Um, they are in different places during the story, and so playing as each of them is vastly different, or if it's mostly the same. 
it was not made completely clear. Yeah, initially when they like announced Dishonored 2, I thought the way that it was going to work is like, oh, well, you got to play like both both characters and like certain points in the story and you played her. Them. Yeah, and then it jumped between them. But that's not true. But no, that's not true at all. And I was really surprised when we saw more at the conference, and I was like, oh, you, it's a full on choice. And yeah. They each seem to have different abilities, but I'm not a hundred percent about that because I'm not sure if time travel is just. Her ability, or if it's an item, or just Corvo's. I mean, I think it might be an item that was, you get. Yeah, it was shown with Corvo, but yeah. I'm gonna assume that was it's it? an item. I think it was shown with Corvo. Yeah, I thought I all sequence... of the gameplay that we saw was her. I thought that sequence was with Corvo. I may be mistaken, um, but I was assuming that the that the time travel item was like Story very based. pertinent to one specific situation. Oh. I didn't I'm assume hoping that, you had that it's it for the not. whole time. I don't know. It, it 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 was I couldn't really tell because it was it definitely seems like so because you have to design the entire game around that existing you know that's that would so, be so many rooms can you imagine because it's like the alternate reality the guards walking past in certain parts of time and mm. then not I mean doing that for an entire city I think that would be I'm a bit sure. much I'm really I'm really not sure how they're gonna pull that off it it was the most intriguing part of the whole presentation mm. that, that was the bit where I was like all oh, right this is uh, very different now to uh, the previous Dishonored titles. Whereas up to that point, it was like, it's more of the same. I'm entirely okay with it being more of the same, by the way. Mm -hmm. you know? I thought Absolutely. It, I thought it was more of the same, but with added weather effects in the beginning. I was like, was oh, that. well, that's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. That's neat in a different setting. Cool. But then, uh, yeah, they started unveiling all this stuff, and I was like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was definitely a lot of that. Uh, there's, there's certainly some things that I am a little bit unclear. You know, it might just be that one mission where they use that time travel aspect. Which is still cool, uh, but we'll see. We will see. Outside of that, though, I think that was about it, you know, other than say, hey, Fallout Shelter now coming to PC. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, but apparently they're adding actual gameplay to it now, so hey, we'll see. But overall, yeah. pretty damn good conference, you know? They showed a lot of good stuff. Uh, yeah, not, it was all right. They, they definitely had stuff that I was interested in playing. I felt like they almost showed too much Dishonored. Um, mm, a lot of it was fixated on it, I admit. Well, not even because of that, but like, I know that there were a lot of people watching who were like, am I getting spoiled on stuff right now? Yeah. They just kept, they were like, here's a sequence. And we were like, okay, cool. We saw one like future story sequence. And they were like, and here's another sequence. And was <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to see this, you know, because it's so... And here's the funny. ending. Oh, yeah. oh, oh <laughs> I, I didn't feel like they gave too many uh, is, uh, problems with that, but it it was still it was interesting that they showed as much as they did. Certainly, um, we we did skip over the Doom stuff because I think it's a good idea to skip over the Doom stuff because it's multiplayer map DLC and nobody gives a fuck. But it it was a decent conference, you know. For I think for those who happen to be big fans of Bethesda stuff, it was what they wanted. Yeah, it was not. A bunch of bullshit it was not a bunch of industry bullshit it was just here's our games here's a lot of the stuff you want to see a lot of it was catered towards the fans i think particularly the elder scrolls online but was, yes yes definitely catered <laughs> towards the the people who are already into it it was a very kind of fan orientated event which is not a bad way to do it you know there's there's certain ways to do a conference well there's certain ways to do a conference badly this is one of the ways to do it well it, it feels grounded i think is probably the best way to describe it so i wasn't yeah, I wasn't cheering from the rooftops for everything that was shown, certainly, but there was some cool stuff in there. Yeah, looking forward to Dishonored 2, definitely. 
no doubt, and we'll see what comes of prey. So not too shabby. Not too shabby. Better than EA. A lot better than EA. No doubt about it. A lot better than Wouldn't EA. Wouldn't take much. It would not. It would definitely not. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, of course, we have four more panels to talk about over the next of two hours. Uh, we have uh, Microsoft. We have Sony. And, of course, we have Ubisoft. Jesus. PC Gaming. And the PC Gaming Show. You know, all, all very, very different shows. And we'll talk a lot about that. And then we'll start to argue over who... One E three is everyone. Oh, good! I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, you're watching the Corruptional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. And moving swiftly on, because we have a lot to cover today. So the first big conference of Sunday was the E3... No, Monday was the E3 Microsoft conference. <laughs> what? That's, that's totally <laughs> I wrong. Thought, I thought it was Sunday, too. I yeah, was like... I've lost um, track of time Why, why isn't this over, like, an actual weekend? Mm, well, that's E3 for you. It's supposed to be a mm -hmm. trade show, so, you know, it's having it on a weekend. It's like, well, you're supposed to be working in the industry. So you should be able to come here. You're not sneaking in, are you? Uh, I can't have that. But the first one was, of course, Microsoft. It, it was an interesting day because it was bookended by the two big titans, you know, the guys that are fighting it out, uh, at least in the eyes of many people. So Microsoft had a lot to say. It was a it was a pretty lengthy yeah. conference. There was a lot of stuff in it. So well, let's just dig right into it. And I want to sort of split this up into a couple of different sections because there was hardware and games well the three different because there's hardware and there's, there's 10 and xbox yeah there's hardware <laughs> there's services and there's games you know yeah. those were the three major things that microsoft were talking about the first one of course was hey we're releasing a smaller xbox we're going to call it the xbox one s because apparently we apple now mm -hmm. wider whiter <laughs> smaller wider <laughs> sleeker it's all of those things. You know, it's a white Xbox, it much smaller, and it will have a couple of different features. It supports HDR, and it supports 4K video. It doesn't support 4K gaming. Just want to point that out. 4K video. I thought it upscaled it. Upscales uh, game 4K. Not from what I've heard. I mean, the thing is, it ups everything upscales anyway. Technically, you know, even a television could upscale. Um, but the it's rendering. It's still rendering it. Uh, Dan is googling 10p. so fast right I'm now. Just gonna find so it. Good gonna get it. Xbox One S will upscale games to 4K. The thing there you is, have it. that's really it does nothing. That, yeah, because it, I mean, a, a television will upscale. You know, that it has it has oh, the ability yeah. to do that. So as to whether or not it upscales better, we don't know. But yeah, HDR, 4K video. It has a two terabyte hard drive in it. It's going to be priced at 300 of your American dollars. My American uh, dollars? Yes, yours specifically. Only oh. yours. Nobody else. Yeah. And this, you know, is a, is a fairly standard E3 announcement. Nothing unusual about that. It's like, hey, we're doing a refresh. We're making it smaller. We're making it lighter. We're making it maybe a bit cheaper, et cetera, et cetera. The reason making it look like a PS2. We'll make it, yeah, yeah, we are. We're absolutely <laughs> going to do those things. What made this unusual is that it took 90 minutes for them to make this hardware obsolete with the announcement <laughs> of Project Scorpio, which, Scorpio. which is a Thanks, new Scorpio. Xbox, a completely new Xbox that is compatible with the existing stuff, but it is a fuckload faster. Now, specifically, they were yeah. using the rather... Rather not so useful term of six teraflops of graphical That's power. That's not a thing. Oh my god. That's that not means a thing. Not much. I mean, uh, 
It can do the Kessel oh, Run. Six so well, I had two teraflops, you guys. Ah. So many disc flops. Mm, it's yeah, teraflops is, is a weird way of measuring, especially considering a lot of companies measure teraflops in a different way. So as a standard, it's not very useful. But what we do know is that coming towards the end of 2017, they are claiming that it actually supports 4K gaming, actual mm -hmm. 4K gaming. They also use the term 60 hertz, which is a weird one because, of course, the existing Xbox and, of course, the Super Nintendo and everything else like that supported 60 hertz. It's not that, you know, none of these consoles don't support 60 hertz. It's just that a lot of developers choose to make their games run at 30 because they want to show more detail, they want higher graphical fidelity, and the machine is limited. But they mentioned 4K, and then they also mentioned 60 hertz. I'm like, well, can it do both? Mm. With six teraflops, you can do anything. Yeah, I don't know, TV. Like, teraflops. do you want those high-quality pixels or not? You know, oh that, that, the high-quality pixels thing was interesting, because oh apparently there is a good explanation for that, like, that, that you can actually have higher quality pixels it's just the way that he said it was really weird there was a someone posted this giant ass explanation about how it's actually possible but <laughs> of course someone did of course they of did of course yeah uh but you know, the, the interesting thing about this of course is that this is not the xbox 2 i guess yeah. uh, it's not a new system that will run new games that the old system cannot run it is something of an adaptation i think to the way the mobile market's currently working you know where you can buy a more powerful phone than some other geezer totally easy but you're still going to run the same stuff as they can you're just going to run it better i really hate that equivalency because like a phone does so many things for me in my daily life like i'm using it constantly sure. right these systems do not have enough games on them for me to be like, I've used this into the ground. I need a new one. Like that's not that's not true at all. My Xbox One might as well be a brand new Xbox One with as much as I've used it. You know. I mean, I I feel, feel the, the same, same way, way in that respect. But the reason why I don't use my Xbox One a lot is because the hardware isn't powerful enough. I don't want to play a lot of these games, especially when is that they're... really true though. A lot of it is really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think for about me, that. it's the quality of the games isn't there, and that has nothing to do necessarily with how they look. It's just that they're not. There are no games that are really fun to play for me. Yeah, I don't find that there are any games that really draw me to that system as opposed to other systems. But, I mean, back to what you were saying, like, I just don't, like, your PC is most like most likely, fingers crossed, be behave, you big, beautiful beast, you, um, always going to outperform a console. Yes. So why, I mean, I'm just saying, for someone like you to say, oh, well, you know, the reason I don't play it is because I can't get X, Y, and Z that I know I can get on my PC. Like, I mean, that that's you. <laughs> You know, I, well, I, just, I mean, I who don't... else am I going to express the opinion of exactly? No, I'm, you know what I mean, though. I just don't think that's representative of everyone's experience. Well, no, it, it's it's never going to be. Uh, but I just, I I see people objecting to getting a better experience, and I'm like, why? Other than cost, which I understand, but I do want to point out, by the way, that as much as people said, oh, well, damn, they just brought out the Xbox One. Now they bring out a new one. It just that felt was... that way. It felt yeah, but it's, that it's way. not. It's not true. I know, but it, it felt that way. It's straight up not true. Uh, the Xbox One came out in 2013. This thing has come out in 2017. It's a four-year gap. That's actually 
outside of the last generation, the 360 and the PS3, that is completely yep. standard. You know, uh, for instance, uh, here's here's a great example of that. The um, Super Nintendo came out in 1990. The uh, the next one, the the N64, you know, came out in 1996. But you have to bear in mind that stuff like the Sega Saturn came out in 1994. The PlayStation came out in 1994. Whereas the Genesis kind of came out in in Europe in 1990, but before that in Japan in 1988. Now that's kind of a six-year gap. There were generations where it was a four-year gap. You know, the gap between the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2, I believe, was about five to six years. It's not actually that unusual to have that level of gap. For instance, the, the gap between the Xbox and the Xbox 360 was actually only uh is less than four years you know it was actually i believe 3.5 years uh the playstation 3 fairly similar you know it was depending on where you got it was i believe that was a six-year gap so this this big eight-year gap that we had between now and the 360 was actually an anomaly you know to to see a refresh about four years in is not that unusual yeah but like Okay, the the way I look at it, and of course this is going to be like a generational thing, how many of us actually got a system with every generation that came out? Because it was not me. Like, oh, definitely not. Why, no, I had, not back I, then. I had why my, on earth would you need that? Yeah, you I had have the NES. Right. <laughs> I had my Nintendo. Did I get to have a Super NES? No. I got my, my Sega Genesis. Hey, and then... And then it was like, oh, but I want a 64. No, you can't have a 64 because you just have a Genesis. And it's like, but you don't understand. It can play all the... That was not a thing. So my console generation was much longer of a gap. I mean, I didn't get a PlayStation 2. I missed that entire generation right Mm -hmm. there. I had a PlayStation 1. When Final Fantasy X came out, I couldn't play it. Whatever. Sure couldn't afford it then i adulted and then i was like oh hey let me try out this thing called an xbox so you know it not every person i think you know depending on what generation you're speaking to you know has that same kind of lifespan i think no but but the thing is that in this case the the xbox one is still going to play these games it might not play them very well, but it wasn't playing them very That's well. That's what I'm with. worried about because the, I mean, we've got this already in existence with the new 3DS, which is just like a done-up version of the. Yeah, that we did have this issue, didn't we? But then we had what was it, the, that Zelda Dynasty Warriors thing that I can't remember the name of. Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. Have you tried playing that on an old 3DS? No, because like I, I don't have my old 3DS anymore. But I'm told so it's not great. About 15 FPS, 15 20 FPS. It is. Um, it's absolutely unplayable. There's no, it's just horrific. It's absolutely horrific. You need a new 3DS. It doesn't say that anywhere because it says, oh, it works on both. It just does not work. Just doesn't work at anything. And I'm worried that that's what you're going to get with the new, because it would be nice if you had like, if you have this box, then you've got the game at like 1080p and 30 FPS. But you have this box, you've got the game at 4K and 60 FPS. That's that's a nice thing. And you go, oh, well, I don't really care about that sort of thing. Or oh, I do kind of care for that thing. I just hope it isn't like, hey, you have it really nice on here. And here it just doesn't work. So they'll still be limited by the bottom console. Yeah, th- I mean, that, that's that's a concern. There's no doubt about that. But I would take that over, you can't play this shit at all. Yeah. That it, surely this is better, right? Surely this is an improvement. I, I see this as, as choices and options. If If the games do run so poorly on the old hardware after this thing comes out, then, I mean, really, you need to blame the developer for that. 
Like, because let's be honest, like, a game that's developed for PC runs on thousands of different hardware configurations. You know, from stuff that's much less powerful than Xbox One all the way up to something that eats an Xbox One for breakfast. It runs on all of them. If you can do that on a PC, I see no reason why you can't make a game for two configurations. This one and this one. But you're going to have to develop for three configurations of it. It's going to truly be backwards compatible to Xbox One as well. I mean, they're that, basically saying it's not. No, that's that's still two. It's still two. Well, Unless you count the, the S. S. And that's what I'm well, saying. The S it's like, has slightly different tech in it as well. It's, it's slightly right. very slightly. Well. I don't, so across three platforms, updating three platforms. I, I mean, maybe not, but I don't know. Like, but, I, I think this is the reason that some developers don't delve into actual PC well, design from, because if of they're the from Japan, yeah. I mean, but then again, they don't, you know, they don't sell them over there uh, all that much on PC anyway. The, it, it just seems to me that I, I think there's like a lot of misplaced concern, as if developers haven't been making games to run on different configurations for literally decades now. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is a bit. We're so used to being told that no, you must update. This will not run unless you buy this console. This is a console exclusive. You must buy this. It's going to come with this amazing game. So buy this. I don't know. It's it's different. It is different. But I don't necessarily think that that is a bad thing. I there I is like another way though. Choice for more power. If you have the more powerful one and they make the game look really nice on the more powerful one and all their trailers are the more powerful one, but you don't have that console, you have the the least powerful one, and then you buy it for that and it looks awful. There's going to be a lot of outrage every time a game comes out and does that. Yeah. Very big on outrage. They're, so they're going to have to be very careful with how they advertise, no doubt. They're going to be very careful with advertise. And also, I think every time they release something, it's going to be like, oh, this didn't look as good. Yeah, we're using this footage. So I just think that it's going to... I don't know. I just see the internet hating every single thing that comes out. It's like, why does it look like... I don't think that's a good reason never to do anything. Like, oh, the internet hates it. Who gives a fuck? Like, the internet is dumb. At least we could have a situation where those of us who want to play, because a lot of these games are locked to that system. Less now, you know, a big theme of the Microsoft conference was that you're going to be able to do a lot of this stuff on Windows 10 now. But even then, let's you know, example like a game like Sunset Overdrive, for instance. You know, looked like a lot of fun until I found that it ran at 30, and you know what, it was shit to play, so I didn't play it. It's I now will probably have the option to play it's on something that runs better and that is that's cool to me so i i think it's cool that we get the choice and it's obvious to me that this hardware is it's all it was old when it came out it's older Mm -hmm. now you know it's would be gaming is sort of being dragged back and held back by the fact that most people are using these outdated machines so to have the option to jump forward but still have compatibility, I think that's like a, it's a good compromise to me. It's like the best of both worlds. I, but it's still, I hope. still that old machine's still there. And it's still like a ghost that they still have to develop it for. So if if this machine can make have like hundreds of people on screen at once, and this one can only do like 30, 40, but the hundreds of people are necessary to the gameplay, they're gonna have to start rethinking bits of gameplay, especially like CPU intensive gameplay for things. Mm. Here's an argument though. Didn't they already have to do that? Because we always get that big transitional period, usually a year to maybe two years between console generations, where games are usually released for both the older machine and the newer machine. And yes. you have to make a completely separate version. Isn't this still easier? going on? You know? Still going on with yeah. this generation. The two yeah. wrestling games are still on PS3. The next I, one, still I, on PS3. I walked into GameStop a couple of days ago and I saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, a PS3 release for it. Mm-hmm. That game came out a couple of weeks ago. They're still doing that four years down the line. Still you know, three playing on that toaster oven. Yeah, so, some people are still <laughs> playing on PS3, so they're still doing that. I think so, a lot of people, when the PS4 comes out, go, that's the next one. When this like upgrade ones come out, they're like, oh, that's an optional extra. 
So they don't see it as sort of the next sort of the next big deal. So when you go, oh, the PS3 again, that's clearly going to be worse because it's on a weaker system. Mm. If it's like the Xbox One or the Xbox One Scorpio, whatever it's called, that it just that diff- unless they go, hey, it's a complete different thing. A lot of people just think, hey, it's an upgrade. So if this slight upgrade looks way better than this one, people are going to just be annoyed and angry with it, and it's going to. They got to play carefully. I think they got to play carefully. They have to play I carefully. Think- yeah, I'm all for it though because it's going to make people- PC games look better. Yeah, I think most people are going to think it's just like you know the the slimmer version of the playstation 2 and like that sort of a thing mm. i think there's going to be some confusion there for the layman yeah. you know yeah. i i still think it's better than just going from generation to generation with no compatibility it's like hey throw out all your old shit now you know that's not re- you know at least in this case like well okay you know if i want to upgrade i can do so i'm still playing the same games but i'm playing them better if i don't want to upgrade now, nothing of you know, nothing of value was lost, unless, of course, Dan, as you mentioned, that developers do fuck up later down the line and make versions that do run like absolute shit. But to be fair, this games are already run like absolute shit on that system. You know, uh, Lichborn, what was it? Uh, Lichton Battle Mage is unplayably <laughs> terrible on Xbox One. It runs like ass. You know, so it's not like they weren't doing that anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that was the the, one, the reason that really gets to me is because that's Nintendo who normally hit their quality. They have a standard of quality. And they, yeah, they, they don't really whereas Microsoft and Sony really do not. They do not. No, they let anything yeah. on there. But Nintendo have their seal of quality. They literally have a seal of quality and everything. And having that on a game that is running at like 20 FPS, mm. you're just like, what? okay, this was bad. I wonder how the multiplayer is going to go because you know, if there's, there's got to be compatibility with the multiplayer as well. So isn't isn't someone that runs at 60... Uh, and I, I feel really weird saying this because this has been the case on PC for decades. Isn't someone that's running at 60 someone that has an advantage over someone that's running at 30? Yes. Yeah. But PC's <laughs> yeah. been like that forever. And no but one they'll also have out. things like more foliage and more things just to get in the way. And th- ah, that's so that's how they balance it. They put more that's fucking bushes in the way and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> bushes and things. There you go. I, I never understood that when they're, they're showing off battle, uh, Battlefield, Battlefront, all those sort of games. I'm like, I would just turn all the graphics down if I was playing that competitively. Because then there's just the, there's no trees. Yeah, there's no trees in the way or anything. And you're just like, oh, that's the guy. Bang. That's yeah. what I need to see. A lot of people do. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the it's weird. Like it's obviously it's a very different thing now. This is the first time this has really been done on console uh, in a in a real way. I'm not talking about 32x and Mega CD and shit like that. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm just interested in seeing how it plays out, and I'm also interested in seeing what Sony is going to say because you know they didn't mention that in their conference at all. They didn't yeah. do anything about hardware in the conference whatsoever. So it's intriguing to me. Uh, I'm yeah. interested. I like it's called the Scorpio. That- why is it called yeah. Scorpio? I don't know. I don't know. I've worked that. out. I have worked out. It's because of Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. The episode he's in is called You Only Move Twice. And they want you, they expect you to go <laughs> one, two for each console. You Boom. have figured it Scorpio. out. Wow. Yeah. And then at the end of that, I expect you to say, but that's just only a theory. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, go no. away with that. Get out. Get out. How did you get in here? If you weren't invited. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that you know that was the that was a big part of their conference. Of course, the the other part was uh, service based stuff. They they're saying a lot of games are now going to be coming to Windows 10, and they have yeah. a, pro- a project now called Play Anywhere, which means that certain games that you buy for Xbox, you're going to get a free version for PC, and it's also going to carry over your achievements and save files. Although the way they presented it was comical because it's like, well, your console's at home, but you know if you travel. You can then go and play it on PC when you get there. It's like, great, if I have a nice, powerful $4,000 PC at my destination, I can play it then. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, I almost expected them to mention the Surface or something like that. But 
it it's cool. I well, mean, they did. They were playing Minecraft. On they play it. Minecraft on that. Yeah, totally. That that seg. Oh god, that segment. Ugh. Every Minecraft segment. It was adorable. No, we weren't the audience for it. TV. Okay. That section was not for us. All it right. was adorable for all the, the six-year-olds that announce that watch the business conferences. Would be I know, right? <laughs> Uh, you're right, though. That definitely was not for us. I don't, I'm just trying to figure out who it was for. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were going, hey, not look at all the things. Look at uh, all the things we've added to versions that already exist on the PC. The Windows 10 version is catching up. You can up. have add-ons. Man, if only there was a word for that. <laughs> mm. If only there was a community dedicated to such yeah. such things. And their servers are Realms, apparently. Uh, mm. You have to pay for that. Uh, yeah, that's another service they're going to be offering for console people. Yeah. The uh, they're upgrading Xbox Live with some new features. You can play your own music while you game. What a revelation! <laughs> wow. Uh, I do but- think that all of the the social stuff that they're adding is stuff that normally you don't have available to you on on console. I the think looking that for group cool stuff. Ideas. Yeah. I was particularly excited by the tournament system. Yeah. It's like they were going to integrate tournaments in a lot of different games. It's like that's cool. I dig that. Now, and have it have it be official and built into the UI is probably a better solution than what we have on PC, which is often like a lot of third party websites to do that. Yeah, assuming that it'll it'll also like track the whole tournament. I believe that's the point inside of it. Yeah. of it as well. I think that that'll be really really cool in a that's casual land and like a more serious sense. Yeah, yeah. So those are good features. The looking for group system. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I'd, I'm sure the way that they presented that in clubs is like, it's going to be a wonderful positive space for everybody. (laughs) Have you seen Uh, our club? And we can go register our club right now and start recruiting members. What? uh, Like, yeah, I think I have a feeling that's going to, it's going to be a very interesting from a moderation perspective. Let me put it that way. Uh, There's people without places to gather are already quite unpleasant on Xbox Live. It'll be interesting (laughs) to see what happens. And then of course, after that, it's, you know, they, they did get onto the games. They started off with Gears of War 4, which was also announced that it will be on Windows 10 as well as Xbox One. Um, is anyone here even a Gears fan, really? I, I don't really follow the series on all that much. Um, Sam is a pretty big Gears fan and said that the Gears information didn't really jazz him up too much. Is that right, honey? No one cares about the single player. All right. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. They go. didn't show any multiplayer, <laughs> did they? It was all a single player run through. Yeah, it was all single player stuff. A lot of, at least the whole group that we had there was going, okay, this looks okay. I guess, <laughs> you know. Hmm. Yeah, to me, it, it just like like so so far so gears. You know, it's another gears game. It, that the most annoying part of that whole damn video was the fucking saw blade sound. That fucking saw blade <laughs> gun was the most annoying sounding weapon I have ever heard in my life. You've the, wiped it from uh, your memory, haven't you? The disc gun yeah. is the one that I wanted to talk about because it was so... It, I felt like I was suddenly in dead space. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, I know this gun. I was yeah. thinking Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank up there. The, the buzzsaw gun as well. That's, that's very true. It's like there's going to be a wave-based co-op mode. It's like, well, they've had that for you know several <laughs> games now, so there's nothing unusual there. Uh, the next thing they showed was Forza... Uh, it's going to be another Forza game, Forza Horizon yeah. 3, open world racer. It's going to have cross-play between PC and Xbox, which is cool. You cool to see that. That game yeah. looked gorgeous as a it person always, yeah. who does not really care very much about like car games. I was like, wow, this actually looks really 
peaceful and beautiful and nice to play. <laughs> they, all, they always do. Like, I feel like every car game, they always have a showpiece car game. And it's yeah. always like, this is gorgeous. Look at this, you know, because it's actually kind of easy to render a, a good looking car. You know, there's not really that much going on there, but it looks I great. Was, I was really disappointed because you know how uh, last year they had an entire stage that lifted up with, with the a car on car. it? Yeah. I was so saying that I really wanted them to like launch into a section about VR where the stage comes up, but there's no car there. And they were like, oh, where's the car? Oh, it's inside here. And then our helmet. That's what I really wanted to happen, and it did not, but that's okay. We didn't have a car come out of nowhere and just sit there for no reason, so I was still cool with it. Well, that was something that was conspicuous by its absence was HoloLens, of course. You know, After yeah, how much they pushed that last lot. year, not a fucking thing. I think because, you know, in the, in the last couple of years, what we keep saying as consumers and people who are involved in the industry in one way or another, everybody keeps saying, please just focus on games. We want to hear about games. We are gamers. Please just just talk to us about games. Show us gameplay, mm. you know. And I don't feel like HoloLens has an application that is gaming-based, really. No, no. I mean, even that Minecraft you thing know? they showed, was it last year they showed the Minecraft thing of it coming out of the table? It's like, that's awesome and utterly useless. Like, you know, what it's was a the price of HoloLens? Because you can buy a version of it now, can't you? Can you? I think, isn't that just for, like, either developers or yeah, for like like yeah. industrial applications? Like 2000 or something mm. crazy? $3,000. $3,000. $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, yeah, I mean, it, it's designed for, for companies. Like, the, the application of HoloLens is non-gaming for the most part. You know, there's all yeah. sorts of interesting applications that have nothing to do with video games. And also, bear in mind, the Scorpio, they were very much saying this is going to be a VR-ready machine. The HoloLens is not VR. You know, it's AR. That it almost seems to me like they're pushing that out of the way to say, okay, look, obviously the thing that's happening in the next few years is VR. We're going to totally support that, guys. Don't worry. Uh, so we're just not going to mention the HoloLens at all. Um, so one thing that did pop up, which I don't know about you, Jen, I think you were kind of disappointed with this as well, are the gameplay from ReCore. It so, just didn't do anything for me. No. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. It, it, had, a, it had kind of a... A Borderlandsy feel to the gameplay that I was I was cool with, like the look of it. Um, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't disappointed by it. I wasn't surprised by it either, though. It looked pretty much how I expected it to. Uh, I was just maybe hoping for something that was a little bit more than this is sort of a, an action platformer, action adventure game. After I saw the really you know the really cool sort of trailer that we got from them last time. I was intrigued by it, intrigued by the world and the character and everything like that. I, I did love that you know the Borderlands style of the trailer was cool, and the, but the thing is, it clashed with the gameplay. Like yeah. this trailer you're seeing on the screen right now is like, wow, the the aesthetic of that, and then you saw the gameplay. It's like it's like this mat ah, does not match. All that right, so it's mm, <laughs> so it's kind of a, a kind of action platformer thingy. I I just I just wasn't thrilled by it. I think I kind of assumed that that's what it was going to be because they made it pretty obvious that you're taking a core and putting it into other robots, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they expanded on that idea in this trailer with like, oh, there's, you know, the muscle robot and there's the tiny robot and there's all of these different, you know, things that you can put your core into. And I, I guess I sort of assumed since we knew that in a vague sense last year, I assumed it was going to be kind of a platformer puzzler sort of a mm, game yeah. that would make like you, you think need about this that. bot to get past here and so yeah. on and so forth. 
Yeah, I, I think I think you're totally right about that. But what we also saw was quite a lot of gameplay of the, the protagonist. And it, what, it makes me wonder, you know, what kind of major role, especially in combat, is, is the bot going to have? You know, is it going to be the main... Uh, the main combatant, are you sort of just on the sidelines? I mean, it seems like you have a gun of some sort, so are you the main guy? Is this just a sidekick that's going to help you out a little bit? Uh, what To, to what uh, extent is, is the robot important right. in, in the combat? That's what I yeah, want to know. That's a good question. Hmm, I, I, I just don't know the answer to that, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that, that was Rico. Uh, Dan, do you have any thoughts on that one? Or? I totally forgot what that trailer even had in it. I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was that thing. A lot of games, I was like, oh, this this looked really cool last year. You looked at it, it was like, oh, it's just a game. Yeah. It, it <laughs> is there, was, a... there was a lot of games that was like, okay, okay I expect more than just a game I've seen a thousand times with a different skin. Yes. Yeah. That was my big problem with this year's E3. It was like, oh, here's the thing you like, and it's just like all the other games now. Mm. Yeah. I, I think you might be right. A couple of games that were not like that, though. Inside, we have yep. no idea what the fuck that is, but it's coming very, very soon, and it looks yep. creepy as hell, and I'm interested. And speaking of creepy as hell, creepy as hell, probably, like, this, in my eyes, was the best-looking best game by far that was demonstrated in the Microsoft booth. Of course, it's not a Microsoft exclusive at all. You know, mm -hmm. it's coming out on PC as well. And it is We Happy Few. I love yeah. the idea of this I'm game. I'm so excited for that game. That looked mm. incredible. Yeah. That was such a perfect trailer to show too so because good. for people who already know what it was it was like oh like it just got you even more jazzed and yeah. uh and i had the the privilege of of being on dropped frames with mostly people who had never heard of the game right. and so the like switch that happened in that trailer was like what the fuck right like <laughs> it was so so cool like i think that that summed up the tone of what the game's going for perfectly mm -hmm. and it just oh it made me so excited to play it it's coming out soon right yeah what's interesting about it is that i, I would strongly recommend not looking up gameplay of this on youtube because there's been a lot of very early access concept uh, you know gameplay pre-alpha stuff out that is nothing like any of this like it was just weird experimentation with what they were trying to go for and then we saw this it's like this is a clear sort of single player story driven thing it gave me massive bioshock vibes oh, in yeah. all the best ways absolutely you know and i think yeah. it probably gave a lot of us a very similar reaction to when we first saw bioshock and this the world looks incredible and creepy as hell this is the same team that made contrast right it is yeah. Yeah, contrast I think was people I, I was going to say, I think for people who played Contrast, um, it it's nice to see that they've sort of kept their style, but yes. but done something really, very really different. cool with it. Yeah, Contrast was a very flawed game, but it had some really awesome aspects to it. The art style was great. Some of the way they used their darkness and light in the puzzles, the music, the soundtrack was awesome. It seems like they've translated a lot of that here, and there's such a little bit of detail. Just that little bit that you saw on the screen right there, something I pointed out during the stream, where it was like a, a welcome back thing. Um, just a little streamers. But it had fallen down, and the E falls off, so it says come it's back. Yeah. Just a nice little detail there. And then, of course, you get the sickening, crazy stuff that goes on later in the trailer that I was just like, I was digging the hell out of that. Me too. So mm. good. I want this game. I want it now. I do. Yeah. It, just... it comes out July 26th. But it's coming out in early access. And it's going to be in early access for six to 12 months. Uh, yes. Really? I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. That's, that's just kind of like releasing. No, it's no, not. No, no. It's releasing as an early access game. For, and it says the, it's going to be in there for six to 12 months. That's yeah. too bad. Mm, yeah, because it has some... 
Uh, it's a bit confusing as to what it is because it has some sort of roguelite aspects to it, apparently. But what we saw there was obviously very structured, you know. Was, mm. So I, I am a little confused as to what it's en- going to end up being. All I know is I want to play it when it's done. I'm not going to touch the early access. No, me either. I think that might actually completely ruin the whole thing. You know? yeah. So I'm just going to stay away from it for the time being. I'll be happy to play it once it comes out. Uh, so yeah, that that should be good, hopefully. That as- aesthetically, though, that was. Probably, that was easily the highlight of the show for me. It was just the biggest surprise, having seen the concept gameplay be so basic and then be confronted by what looks to be an awesome sort of Bioshock-esque experience um, that's super creepy. I was I was pretty impressed by that. That was cool. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Gwent, of course. That's, oh, that, yes. that is Gwent. We know it's coming yeah. out. People want to play uh, Gwent outside of uh, the game. Now you can. I think the way that they've adjusted the style, like the look of the board is is nice yeah they didn't just rip the game out of the thing and say hey pay a certain amount of money to play it they've added a full-on campaign and stuff like it to it apparently apparently one faction is gone Mm. didn't hear about that but yeah apparently that's what because um uh ko plays a lot of gwent and he was like oh the faction i play isn't in it oh really okay yeah which that was interesting can I also it's say a weird that? One. Can it's I say a weird this? one? Sorry, it's, it's, yeah, uh, it fits in a. It's a single player card game. I always felt of it as a single player card game. I don't really feel it's a multiplayer one. Like when I play in The Witcher, it feels like there are cards that are better and they'll just win all the time. But as you get further into it, you you. I just feel like you put a multiplayer in this. I'm like, okay, I don't know how that's exactly going to work. They're going to have to completely rebalance it, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to have to strip it down and rebuild oh God, this vod of the damn conference is terrible <laughs> screw you game riot <laughs> you laggy bastards i'll find another one <laughs> so you can actually see the gameplay uh but yeah they're gonna have to obviously completely rebalance it um but it, it's so strange to see what was a mini game you know taken out and yeah. turned into a full experience and people actually be hyped about it you know they're, they're genuinely pleased that this is happening so good on them for being able to do that also cd project red always the most entertaining performers on any of the shows they feel like real human people uh the guy's always so happy to be there it's like hey we got some awesome shit for you look at this they actually have charisma and genuine passion which i dig and there are specific presenters across all of the press conferences that i think you remember because they were so just like charismatic and excited to talk about the game you know that's that's totally true and they're always one of those so moving sort of swiftly on of course is tekken <laughs> 7 uh which we thought was street fighter was tekken x street fighter because right. the entire fucking trailer is akuma versus that's hitachi or something hitachi. like that yeah i was never much of a tekken hey, fan so hitachi hi hachi hachi he's running his james like 300 years old now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they, they were fighting us like, ooh, the cool, the crossover. Yeah, obviously, we've already kind of had that crossover in Street Fighter X Tekken, but or Street Fighter Cross Tekken, but we're getting that, we're getting a bit of that in there. And then they just said it was Tekken 7. Also, can I point out that man in his in his interesting outfit, the the guy, he's got, I can't remember his name, and I feel bad for not being able to remember his name, the Japanese fellow who... Oh my God, go. it was i love that man fashion <laughs> yeah so yeah tekken 7 apparently it's coming to pc as well which is interesting uh, seeing a tekken game on pc is unusual <laughs> pc unusual. or windows 10 that's a question i have to ask now mm, yeah is it coming to pc or is it coming to windows 10 mm, 
if only dual booting was less problematic because uh, uh, then we wouldn't even be having this argument you know when because uh, the whole windows 10 exclusivity thing has been a sticking point for a lot of people kind of me as well because i had a lot of problems with windows 10 when it came to using my recording software and things so i downgraded back to windows 7 in theory i should be able to just run both but mm -hmm. It's, I've had so many problems getting dual booting to work correctly. And I think for like the average user, dual booting is maybe not an option. So it, it's unfortunate that we run into that issue. Uh, but you know, at least there is an option to play those games, whereas before there was not. There are a lot of concerns about the walled garden nature of the store, how shitty UWP is. I mean, the Windows store is awful. You were yep. complaining so much it about that. It looks like a surface. It looks like the surface it looks, store. It looks like yeah, a mobile store. Because that's what yeah. it is. It looks like like the yeah. iOS store there or was, any other. There was here. Well, I think they said that they were going to switch out that store for a more Xbox Live esque store on Windows 10. Oh, I haven't heard that. I heard that. Even if they did, it would still look like a mobile store. It, it would look oh a console store. It would. Yeah. It de de I mean, it's not much difference. It's got to be better than what's currently there, though, right? It's so. Bad. I don't know. It's, it's so hard bad. to navigate. It's completely covered in nonsense. It's all like mobile games and all these apps that you're supposed to have. Yeah, download by an default. app for your PC. Come mm. on, it's, this is I don't want so a silly. news widget. I don't need a Netflix different... app. I have what's called a fucking browser. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, we will force you to use our for Windows app, Skype for Windows. Th they have they have tried to force people to use a lot of that. It's yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot of concerns about the way Microsoft is getting its way into the market that way. Very aggressively, very controlling. So, yeah, there are definitely issues with that. But back to the games. Dead Rising 4, we got a teaser for that. It's <laughs> happening. Yeah, it's happening. It is a thing that is happening. Yep. I'd hopefully better than Dead Rising 3. I thought that was a major disappointment compared to the first two games. Hopefully that's a little bit better. Yes. Now... I'd love to know your opinion on what you saw of Scalebound because as somebody that generally likes almost everything Platinum put together, I was not in any way convinced by that. How game to Train Your Dragon, the game. Mm. Scalebound. Scalebound was such, it felt like such a weird amalgamation of things, right? There were elements of it where I was like, this feels sort of like Monster Hunter. And then there were elements that were like, <sighs> felt like uh, Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> Like, there was like, a bit you bit of souls in there as well. Did you get that from it? Uh, that's more where the the monster hunter came in for me. Right, they, yeah. have, they have sort of similar combat. Totally. Um, yeah. but the concept to me is cool. Watching them try to fight this monster was infuriating. Mm -hmm. Right. It was just like this, they're not making the combat look fun at all. It's going on forever. They're obviously not, like, as people who play games, they're obviously not hitting the areas of this thing that you're supposed to hit. Like, it was driving me crazy watching this. Um, like, the moment at the very end when they were like, let's put on our scale armor. I was like, Fi fucking finally. Because, <laughs> you know, it's 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 just feels like a weird combination of all of these different genres and styles like these super hipster kids who have their monster buddies and they're gonna fight other monsters and they've got scale armor and i was like okay and headphones, and headphones. And oh headphones. my gosh let's put on our headphones really at the end and we power be, up we what? really want to be dante it was like fucking <laughs> devil may cry cross with power rangers in in ways devil like, may land that's what it was, it was yeah oh the, the dragons seem to move so slowly as well that's a thing that i got yeah. from it and i was also trying to figure out well why is this co-op like, because I didn't see them ever really cooperating in any real yeah. way, other than just hitting the same thing. Until re-watching this trailer, I had no idea there were other people even in this. 
I know that I, I, I did not know that. Yeah, because you followed just the one dude. Yeah, normally, yeah. In a, normally in a trailer like this where they're trying to showcase like everybody's working together and collaborating, it would be one person says, hey, can you hit that thing? And then you'd zip over to the other person's view where they hit that thing. And you're like, they did the thing. They're collaborating. But in this, we were just following the one guy and yeah. he was mostly just by himself on the camera. Just it bashing was at it. You know, it's like, yeah. well, why? It seems like this game could just so easily be played solo, you know, just as easily as it could be in co-op. Yeah, the co-op almost seems like an afterthought to it. I mean, th again, the combat looked a lot slower than what I'd expect from a platinum game. So I was definitely disappointed in that. Although it's not like you're not allowed to make a slower game. You totally are. But yeah. you know, I have certain expectations from them when it comes to combat. And this did not look as slick. It didn't look as skillful as I was hoping for. And, you know, and it was trying a giant crab and attacking its weak point for massive, for massive damage. damage. <laughs> that was basically what they were doing. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, Jen, you were totally put off by the, the aesthetic of it. You found the main character to be just a fucking dickhead you know and... i was just like dude you are trying so hard to be like <laughs> it's like, like someone cosplaying as like the new dante yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just like this is like part like the world ends with you like you get the headphones or you are just such a loner i gotta put on my beats headphones and like you know get on a train somewhere and no but here's this dragon it's like hey toothless what's up and we're gonna go and do this thing and kill this crab like i I just, I did not get it at all. It it gave me nothing. It, I got nothing from it. I, I found that it did not communicate the concept of the game to me all that well. And what it did show me, it was not enthralling to me. So I, I have my doubts about that one. That I don't think that did a great job of really putting that in the minds of people. Uh, there were a couple more games. God damn it. We're spending a whole hour on Microsoft because they did show a lot. There's no doubt. We'll try and jam the rest in after that. Uh, thankfully, oh, I can't the wait until we try to jam um, all of... It'll be so fine. <laughs> I, I think we might end up just skipping PC gaming entirely because we're never going to fit it in. Well, we'll do Ubisoft and we'll yeah. do uh, Sony because uh, th that that's just never going to happen. Uh, yeah. Sea of Thieves. Okay. There are ways to present gameplay <laughs> at a conference. How do you... TB, how do you feel about fake Let's Plays? <laughs> Jesus. About hired actors. They are the future. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So the way that they presented it, and I'll show you on the screen right now, they put fucking face cam in it. Thanks, PewDiePie. You bloody irresponsible for this, no doubt. And it was like, hey, here's a bunch of different players. And they were all basically spouting memes and catchphrases and saying things that people of that age would never actually say. And they were sort of collaborating to be pirates on a boat. And I found the whole collaboration of being pirates on a boat to be awesome. You know, it's like they're drinking together, they're visiting new islands, they're fighting together on the ship, the ship fucking sinks and all sorts of things like that. The concept and is great. The concept is great. The presentation was fucking terrible. Um, the one part of it that made me laugh was the guy who was steering the boat being like, I can't see past the mast. So you guys have to help me. And they were like, huh? And not helping him. He was like, guys, you have to help. I was like, this is the most realistic part of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one person being like, somebody help me, please. I can't. Fuck. It's like a bunch of puppies that got together and. Yeah. You know, and then just like they refuse to help each other. And, and everyone's no like, won. I want to be the captain. No, I want to be the captain. You have to do an actual realistic interpretation <laughs> yeah. of it. It would just be, it would break down in the first few minutes into insults. And fuck, it's like, I fucked your mother yesterday. And, and, and even that that kind of end, shit. like no one won. Like they sure, like one of them sunk one of the boats. 
But, like, by the end, it was just these other two boats. They just decided to ram each other. It's like there were no survivors. There were no survivors. <laughs> just, like, you guys screwed up horribly. I was glad we didn't see the boats hit each other. Because I was like, yeah. oh, man, are we about to see something? Because, you know, the, the style of the whole thing is very cartoony. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I wonder what happens when two boats hit each other, right? Like, is there any destruction element? And then they were like, and they just cut away. Cut away but, from it. Yeah, I was like, no. That bit's probably no. not done yet. I did love yeah. the idea, like, the, the, the boat literally started flooding and people in the lower decks were like this is underwater now shit i'm gonna have to swim out of there and escape and stuff yeah yeah i thought that was cool too and it gave it it's obviously a big guns of icarus vibe i think uh for the way that they operate the the ships and we love our guns of icarus and we have been paid copious amounts of money to say so <laughs> so i would i like to i like the fact that's being Hashtag integrated <laughs> i just do think that the way they presented that with the fake face cam fake let's play thing was awfully obnoxious yeah I think Ubisoft might have a competitor. You know how they do their fake voice acting on the voiceover IP? <laughs> We're totally oh, a party of gamers, guys. This <laughs> yes. might be even worse than that. We paid some people who are reasonably good looking, and they're going to sell you some stuff. Um, Right. Uh, sorry. Re- right. Reasonably good looking. Not to insult anyone, but... Reasonably. <laughs> I, I just mean they, they ticked all the boxes. There was a girl. That... There was a dude with facial hair. There that... was at least one bald dude. There's a guy who looks kind of emo. There's a couple of hipsters in there. They ticked the boxes. The, that man's beard. And because you enjoyed his epic beard, you are going to try this out. I, I don't think that's why, honestly. <laughs> that's not uh, But I'm intrigued by the game. Just what, what a terrible way to present it. Like, please never do that again. Hire some YouTubers. I'm just saying. I mean, you might as well. If you're going to do that, get people who are actually good at it. Even then, it would be a bunch of YouTubers going in and they'd be like, okay, so we need you to act like yourself and play this game. And immediately people would shut down. Like, I don't, what? (laughs) I don't know. I don't, huh? Uh, Then they'd say, oh, but you're not allowed to swear. You're not allowed to insult each other. Like, well, fuck, we can't act like (laughs) ourselves. I just want to see TBB, the pirate captain. That's, I just... I need I this will do it. in my life. I will do it. I know. TB will be the one saying, I can't see past the mask, you fucking idiot. Fucking what's, idiots. Get the what fuck is, out of the way. What's in front of us? Somebody tell me. And we'll be like, do your fucking I don't know. Job. I can't even see straight because we drank all of the rum. Oh. <laughs> Why is the rum gone? Where's your rum gone? <laughs> uh, last two games shown, State of Decay 2. Uh, it's going to be co-op. I mean, let's just add co-op to everything. Sure. Original State of Decay was fine. I will see how this goes. This you compared this mostly to like Zombieland, I think. Yes. You know. Uh there was another game you compared to Zombieland as well. I, I can't remember where they showed it. It was one of the indies. Yeah. I think it might have been actually it was part of the Microsoft thing uh that looked kind of like that. Oh, actually no, it was at the PC gaming show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it looked pretty cool. And then of course Halo Wars 2, which is there are RTS. Spartans. Yeah, there are Spartans. There are other things involved. It's an RTS for consoles. <laughs> uh, but it's also going to be out on PC. <laughs> yeah, also that too. <laughs> Apparently the first one was good. I don't know. I mean, it was good for a console RTS. You know, right. bear in mind that RTS and consoles are almost impossible to do well. Mm. It, it looked very simple. Like to someone that it plays Starcraft, but then again, so does Fantastic everything. trailer. The oh my god, that the trailer. trailer. Fantastic mm, let me put trailer that, that didn't yeah. really tell you anything about the Not game, but was a fantastic slightest. trailer. At first I wasn't even sure if it was Halo. I was just like Not Rawr. in the slightest, huh? but holy yeah. fuck, can when the guys behind Halo wanna make a fucking stylized trailer, they can make a style yeah. This was very evocative of um the Halo three ad. Yeah. You know, where we're just going to have everything move really slowly or not move at all. It's going to be a diorama. 
it was they like their shadow boxes they do, they do. yeah they, 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 they have them around their office yeah it, it was it was absolutely beautiful uh, i'm not too hyped about that game honestly but i'll give it a try when it comes out it's like mm, you know simplified rts in the halo universe okay i guess sure why not uh yeah. over, so overall thoughts on the conference before we go to the break what do you reckon good not good jam-packed and long it definitely yeah, a lot, lot I was in glad, there. I mean, I was glad that they made an effort to show us a lot of games and that the, the like, elements that they're putting into the UI and the system of Xbox is stuff that helps out gamers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was glad that they stayed focused that way. And, you know, there were a few games in there where I was like, sure, yeah, I'll play that. I'm really excited for Inside because I have no idea you know, what that is at all. I have no idea really what it is, and it looks yeah. morose as fuck, and uh-huh. I'm totally down. Sea of Thieves looks really cute. Yeah, Be Happy Few is, I'm almost positive, going to be great. So I, I, I was I was being fed things that I like and I'm interested in, and I never had a big chunk where I was like, fuck, like the EA Sports section. So yeah, so the, yeah, I yeah. yeah. The thing that um stuck out to me was that they they kind of pulled a sony this year you remember last it was either last year or the year before where um sony blew microsoft out of the water i think it was the year before where mm-hmm. they blew them out of the water with here's a bunch of things that are really pro-consumer really like not we're not corporate dickheads kind of thing you know, all that kind of stuff this time microsoft did that like the whole Buy a copy on Xbox, you get a free version on PC, you don't have to buy it twice. Hey, there's a bunch of crossplay. Here's a bunch of services, like you were saying, that makes everything easier, that's useful. Uh, the I, theme was very much choice. I yeah, think. it I was. Mean, it, it, it was definitely choice. Choice between consoles, choice between what platform you want to play on. Yeah. Uh, play wherever you want, right. on whatever you want, and we're going to make them work together in some way. You I know? think that's what makes a good conference is that when you actually do have a theme like that and you can tie it into all of your services and and everything that you're going to talk about from beginning to end i just i hated that bomb they dropped on us at the end i hated and liked at the same time though it's like i don't begrudge them bringing out another console just like you know it's just mm. it was just a bit it was just a really big surprise obviously start with the console end. and with a console that kills it yeah that that, that was celeste's thing was still <laughs> that just so made surprising. it awkward it made it awkward for me i was like wow this is a really great conference then that and i was like wait yeah huh <laughs> yeah but but i think it was to me the microsoft conference was very utilitarian and it was useful yes. that's that's the way to describe it i find it useful I, I, it's like this is a lot of good information with a lot of good services and ideas that are going to be good for me and other you know and a lot of gamers and to me i found it positive as a result i don't what do you reckon uh, what microsoft had to show I'm intrigued by the hardware stuff. That's what, that's really my interest, because if you can actually keep that going and then they'll release an upgrade every two years, then maybe console games will look as pretty and play as well as the uh, PC games. And then now, you can, if you buy on one, you get on the other. That's what I'm really interested in. Yeah. Still means you've got to use Windows 10, but I mean, it's eventually... Uh, we can resist Windows 10 as long as we want. Eventually, we're going to have to move to it. 2020 lot- is when they stop supporting it. Uh, yeah, yeah. For a lot of people, Windows 10 is not that bad and runs perfectly fine. I've had bad experiences with it. Some other people have. Obviously, there's also those privacy concerns as well with it. Right. Yeah. But we're going to be... We're going to go... Unless you guys actually... It's inevitable, Mr. Anderson. That's it is. Tough. It really <laughs> is, you know. That is the sound of your death. <laughs> 
Have you not taken your joy today? It's, it's, no! <laughs> Microsoft wants you to take your joy in a great to understand. Too real, Resistance right? Is Too futile. real. Look, unless you, unless you shower of bastards finally go through on what you said you would do and all switch to Linux, you're going to be on Windows 10 at some point over the next few years. So that's just how it's going to be. Just uh, accept it. Let, uh, in, the, in the wonderful words of a Microsoft conference from a few years ago, just let it happen. <laughs> Never ever say that again. (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got Ubisoft and Sony to go through. Uh, One of those is going to be very positive, one of those is not. We're going to have some fun with it. You're watching the Corporate Podcast, the E3 Special Edition. Don't go anywhere. I have a surprise before we go. Don't we? Oh, we do. Uh, What? The thing that I totally did not prepare. Why didn't you prepare it? <laughs> I have a surprise for you guys. Uh, uh, okay, okay, all right. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Let me let me fix let me fix this. Here we go. All right, and boom. So for a limited time, and I do mean very limited, and these are very much in limited qual- quantity, limited quality. Well, that too. Very limited quality. <laughs> very, you have killed our quality. merch before we killed even it. started. Well totally done. killed it. I've I've done it. Uh, we have some of our throwback merch that Aww. we, you know, ran for uh, limited times and past sales, and we do have some back stock, and we are wanting to release that out to you guys instead of letting it sit in a warehouse on a shelf. Yep. So if you want to go buy my shitty T-shirts that were out <laughs> over the last few years, <laughs> and posters, and posters, and I think we still have some hats, some hoodies. Too. Yep, you can come and buy my goddamn shirts. Very limited time only. We we have a few of all of the old stuff, the limited edition stuff that's been out the last few years. Bit.ly slash TV merch. That's bit.ly slash TV merch. It's the place to go for that. So there you go. There's the little surprise. Yes, we have disappointed you almost as much as the EA conference with that surprise. There we go. <laughs> we're going to be right back after the break and we're going to be talking about Ubisoft and Sony. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. We've got two more conferences to go through. We're going to skip out on the PC gaming one, mostly because I feel like it's almost pointless to discuss it, considering Day9 did the discussion for us. It was, yeah. What I will, what I will yeah. say about that, panel, that conference is I'm enjoying that show more and more. Like, this is obviously the second yeah. year. It's a very natural, it's a very laid-back show. But it's like, jam-packed with games. Like, oh my god, really, it's like, stuffed so, with so games. So many. We'd be on it for hours. I, I do, can I just say, I do like some of the, the uh, injections where it's just like, hey, this is literally just a two-second trailer, and that's going to be a game someday, but you ain't got to see nothing of it. That will be a video game. <laughs> that, is, that will be a game. What's interesting about that conference is that, you know, I think Sean acts as our voice yes. in that show you know where he's very much at, he's asking questions and he was almost he was pretty much nailing every point because i'm like i want him to ask about the halo wars controls and that's the first thing he does like tell me about how it actually controls you know because it's an rts on console stuff so i can credit for that you know it was uh, it was a really good show i'd recommend people actually watching it uh, just on its own don't watch it with our bullshit commentary just go watch it yeah, you know because it's a we good were, show without us we were quiet through most it, of it we had yeah. nothing to snark about yeah really. yeah ab- absolutely uh you're muted again <laughs> sorry it no sucks because it, it overrun uh it overran ubisoft yeah. Yeah. with ubisoft so on the actual twitch.tv slash twitch which is the one that we were allowed to restream like we didn't get to see the rest of the pc gaming show unless no. you sort of like checked out so that you could watch both 
Yeah. Um, so I, I actually, I intend on going back and watching, watching the rest it. of it because yeah. it was apparently lots of good stuff that happened afterward. Apparently they had a great interview with Warren Spector, the guy behind Deus Ex. And so apparently that's worth watching. So I just recommend watching the whole show. I think it's a great format. I love what they've done with it. I hope they keep doing it. It feels like the most down to earth grounded show of everything that they do there. It's, it's good. Speaking of not down to earth, not grounded, not that good, Ubisoft. Right. <laughs> It was their thirtieth birthday. Uh, that Ubisoft, yeah. Well, it depends. Ubisoft. Ubi. It, it, it depends on where you live, because in Europe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft. We pronounce it Ubisoft. You buy? No, you don't. Well, it's a French no, no. company, so <laughs> it, lying ass. It's a French company, so it would be Ubi. Ubi, yeah. It would be Ubi. It, it is, it but is here Ubi. it is definitely Ubi. Ubisoft. Yes. What, what, whatever it is, we switched over from the PC gaming show, which was great. To Cirque du Soleil to happening Cirque du Soleil dancing furries just dance 2017 what in the blue hell basically what? them I'm glad that that's the way that they chose to do just dance because they were like look there's nothing fucking new there's you dance new about this and this game. is the game you dance you can look silly the game is bright and weird and colorful enjoy here's a great song that you can watch us dance to, and then we're moving on. Like, yep. the only reason that anybody knew it was for Just Dance is because there was a fucking hashtag in the corner. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, that guy is dressed as a lion. That guy is dressed as a panda. What is I happening? was so upset. I wanted the lion to take off the head, and it's Aisha. And it was yeah. That would have been amazing, though. You would have been able to tell because the lion would have been three feet taller than everybody else and have really <laughs> no. big hands. She's so. my beautiful giantess. I love her. Oh dear. So yeah, that was just dance. I really, I really enjoyed the giraffe being really somber afterwards. We're like, oh no, we could talk sad things. That was, was like, so inappropriate. I, I feel that it, was my highlight. That was my it was, highlight. I, I'll say so. It was very awkward. Yeah. So obviously, you know, since the the Orlando thing, a, a lot of uh, these conferences have been memorializing the tragedy as as well they should. Uh, I think Sony probably did the absolute best job of it. At the end of the night, they did a, a phenomenal job of properly memorializing that in a respectful way. Ubisoft jammed it in between a dancing lion and uh, four minutes of a horrible drug cartel murder video game, which was felt a bit off. Just felt yeah, a little weird. But they were the first. They were the first ones to actually say something. Yeah, I think I think they were. Yeah. So we I appreciate the that co- they said anything yeah, at all. I didn't true. think that it was inappropriate because yeah. they were the only ones who sacked up and said anything about it. Yeah, I, 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 I guess it's unfair maybe to say that it was inappropriate because like where well, not, else would you have put it? Not inappropriate, I guess. It just, it just it, felt It felt very strange. awkward and very uncomfortable, which to be well, fair, they the did say it would. Off the stage. Take the comedy cartoon character animals off the stage and then say it and yeah. then carry on. The, yeah, I but, guess yeah, we're, we're really to your point, where else could they have put it? Like, mm. I don't know, in after South Park? <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think that would have made it maybe, any better. <laughs> maybe not the best place no. for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Well, I guess where else could they have done it? You know, it's, I don't know. It's, Inste- I, I, instead of steep, that's what I'll say. Instead of steep, we could have done that. Uh, thing. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get, we'll get to, to that. that. <laughs> anyway, not a big deal. You know, it's good that they, you know, that they said something about it. You know, it, it definitely felt uncomfortable, but honestly, it's a tragedy. It's kind of supposed to feel yeah. uncomfortable, isn't it? So, you know, we shouldn't really complain too much about that. All right. Speaking of something we definitely can complain about, Ghost Recon Wildlands and the return of fake voice acting. We're totally playing as a co-op party. Honest, we're not scripted at all. This is not Ghost Recon. I well, liked it. I'm one of the few people in the world that like that because I watched that. Right. And went, yeah, 
I didn't. I did not like it. I did not not like it. Online's heists because the GT Online is is awful. It's a horrific, horrific thing. But there's so much potential there, and it looks like that might actually be what I wanted from the heists, which is everyone has their own objective, but they've also got a goal, like a, a, a team objective, so they have to work together and get their own stuff done. So nobody's just hanging around doing nothing. They've got their own stuff to do, and also they've got to support everybody else over the main goal, and it's these, like, it seems to be like a few little open, but quite big open levels with vehicles and things, so there's a, a fair bit of planning and scouting that's necessary to get the best stuff done. That actually looks really fun to me. It uh, looked good. I just didn't feel it was Ghost Recon. That's the only. That's the only. Was, that's the only no, uh, gripe that I had about it. I I I will want to play this game. I know that, but it just didn't. It didn't feel like Ghost Recon to me. That's all. Was, that's it, the it only like, thing. It looked like GTA. The whole thing. Yeah, is like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks nice. This is my kind of thing. This is this is what GTA Online's high should have been. Is it terrible that I'm trying to remember what even this game was? Oh, I mean, oh. The- that one. There was a lot of sh- shooting of the men. There was a man in big rubber gloves. I when I was okay, so a lot of cocaine. A lot of cocaine. <laughs> when I was watching this, I kept thinking to myself, "God, I want them to make a Shadowrun game like this." It's like, like I don't know what it was. There was something about the way that this was being executed where I was like, "It would be cool if, if this had like weird cyberpunk elements to it because this looks exactly <laughs> like so many other games that have come out." I mean, it gave me a massive MGS5 vibe. Like, it literally yeah. looked almost it identical to Metal Gear Solid like 5. Metal Only Metal without Gear. any sense of humor, you know? It was it yeah. was su- super serious. Uh, the, the, the serious vibe was really weird as well, because it, you know how you mentioned it was like GTA 5? Because, you know, you had the wacky crashing into other cars. You had, I'm going to hijack a helicopter. I'm going to do a jump, a stunt jump on a motorbike. But they were acting like it was super serious, like tactical, because it is another Tom Clancy game. Ghost Recon, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's attaching Ghost Recon to something that seems just like a pseudo-stealth, wacky four-person co-op silly military thing i i wasn't like i wasn't sold on that i think they sort of they elevate it it looks like you could play it through in a proper tactical everything is planned get in get out no one's seen you sort of way but that was more of a get in and then shit has hit the fan so what do we do kind of thing which is how 99 percent of people who play are gonna end up playing that with we're gonna have we have a great plan you go in and it all goes wrong and unlike gta online where you just fail and it goes hey you failed this actually you just play it out until it's all gone completely wrong or until you actually sort of recover it mm. it looks fun I mean, I, I think with the, with the right group of people, it would be a relatively enjoyable game. I don't oh, yeah, think no, it offers randomly. anything new whatsoever. You know, drones. Flooding no. drones. <laughs> drones that, don't, that aren't on the floor. Yeah. Mm. Delighted. Indeed. <laughs> drones that fly. You know, one of several games at E3 that had drones. But it, it, to me, it didn't offer anything new at all. It's just like, this is a, a sneaky third-person shooty-shooty game, except sometimes it's not. I was like... Cool, like, what's new, you know? Well, it's got co-op. Well, I mean, okay, lots of things do. Do they have co-op in exactly the same way? Maybe not. Uh, I, I liked your point about the heists and that it's it's maybe aiming for those people that did like the heist but wanted a game that was more developed around that idea. So <laughs> I can... I, it's me. It's, it's, it's yeah, it, it was, it was you. The whole Ubisoft yeah. conference is me. I'm the only guy who likes bloody steep in the world. We'll get to that later. Apparently. No, Sam is super <laughs> into steep too, so don't yeah. worry, you're not alone. Hmm. Yeah, it, it the, the game definitely didn't enthuse me, and it annoys me that it, it just seems like so many other games. It's like Ubisoft games are all melding into one game, oh, yeah, one yeah. giant game, 
where they all use the same damn things, the same spotting mechanics, the same stealth mechanics, the same everything. And now they're just sort of throwing co-op into it. It's like, oh, it's an open world. It's like, yeah, so is everything you bloody make now for some reason. I'm getting tired of it, honestly. And when I play Ghost Recon games, you know, things like even Advanced Warfighter that was nowhere near as tactical, but still tactical enough compared to the originals, this is not that. You know, this it's it's not that. It's they're just using the name now and it's just sort of it's melded together with everything else that they make to me it's not distinct from anything so that, that was the problems i had with it it'll probably still be pretty fun it looks fun yeah. it might it might be cashing in on the ip a little bit but i, I would still play it oh, yeah yeah probably but it wasn't like oh my gosh this is the, i want this i need this thank god no. ghost recon is back baby <laughs> like no it's not it's it's gone Speaking of gone, possibly disappearing up an orifice, the fractured butthole. Uh, oh god! Best trailer, best trailer by best such a trailer. Way. It was so fucking much like everything else that they make. It was so current. Yes. <laughs> yes. it was hilarious, right? God, it's amazing how South Park has continued to be relevant over the course of like twenty years. You know, if anything, it's more relevant than ever. And I love the fact that they were literally taking the piss out of Ubisoft. I think oh, in yeah. in that trailer, they they start off with all you know, the world has changed, you know, blah blah blah, Tr- crime is on the rise. Like, surveillance, surveillance. It's, yeah. it's like, oh god, what you know? Because yeah, Ubisoft has a huge hard on right now for one surveillance culture and two military shit. Like mm-hmm. you know, they have a huge hard on for that right now. They're doing huge amounts of games you know, based around that, and then along comes this that parodies that completely and ends up being something utterly silly. It literally reminded me of like the trailer for The Culling. And I was just like, what is, <laughs> what is happening? What is this game? And then the coon shows up and I'm like, oh yeah. I, yes. I totally fell for it. I was like, what? I fell for I it fell completely. For team. Yeah. We were like, is it Division? Is it Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Because you're like, oh, this, is, this could be any of their games at this point. And it's like, oh, that one. Okay. Any, anything but South Park. I feel. And to me, that was the exact point. It you was. Know? They knew that people were expecting that. And I think they... They played on people's cynicism and then, you know, were able to pop a surprise on people. I appreciate that. I, I freely admit they got me. They got me. So, cool. You win that one. Uh, game looks, obviously, aesthetically identical to the original. The combat system, though, they've completely revamped that. Yeah, which I, I think is good. The original. Yeah. I, I didn't like the original very much because it was very just turn-based. There wasn't anything really to it. But this well, it was, it was the Mario bad. RPG, wasn't it, in the terms yes, of the combat literally system? literally nothing to it. Yeah. Now it's actually, so, it's, a bit, it's a bit action, but it's also a bit, like... Uh, grid-based, you know, sort of like Fire Emblem-y, you know, to it just sort of broken down to a, a very basic degree. I yeah, like, I like that. I like that you can push and pull opponents. Yeah. Yeah, and the environment and like also yeah, comes yeah. into yeah, it can push them into a car and you know the positioning car actually, matters yeah. a lot. Yeah, that yeah. that Combo looks really attacks. cool. Also, you know, being able to create a bunch of different kinds of superheroes. Obviously, the first game had what four classes. This has got a twelve, I think, by the sounds of it. Is I, your favorite class included? But, I didn't see Jew anywhere. <laughs> Where, hashtag where's the Jew? I've been, I've well, been trying to find out. Because they had so many options that were grayed out. Yeah. I'm wondering if, if that's just how it is as part of the goof. Or if like there are a bunch more that you can choose from. I'm hoping that Jew is in there in some form. Jew was obviously the best class in the first one. So hashtag where's the Jew? <laughs> Ask them, find out. Uh, Ubisoft must tell us. Jew? Hashtag where's the Jew? Mm-hmm. We oh, need God. to know. <laughs> The the game looks great. They they had they were incredibly funny. You know the uh, Parker and Stone on stage were extremely funny. They were the highlight of the show for me. I think yep. that was yeah. really great. And um, I know you dug it a hell of a lot because you're you're a much bigger South Park fan than I am. Yeah, I do. I 
I don't know. It's just like I grew up with it. I got suspended from school for wearing a South Park t-shirt that didn't even say anything profane. It was just because that was when it first came out. And teachers are like, oh, uh-uh, that is not. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ohio, the most progressive of places. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I I went to a private school. They were not cool with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I enjoyed their section of yesterday enough that the second I came home, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go restart Stick of Truth. I'm gonna go play some Stick of Truth right now. So it was, it was a good game. It was especially it probably the best licensed game of all time. I would, I would go as far as saying that. Although Dan might disagree with me, considering he wasn't a big fan of it. What do you reckon? Spider Man Two. Good point. Also, <laughs> uh, Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay. I'd, I'd definitely throw that in there as well. Uh, but it was definitely it, top top five, right? Top five. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Excellent. Glad to hear it. <laughs> the Division Underground DLC. Nobody gives a fuck. Next. No one's playing the Nobody game Nobody cares. Uh, Eagle Flight was a VR game in which you play a bird. Uh, has, every- with guns or something. Has anyone made GIFs of all of the people lined up with headsets on going like this? I'm like a Nobody bird. I wanted to fly away from that press conference. So Holy admit. shit. That section was so funny because every time they cut back to all of the people playing, just all of their heads were like... They were just like... You wonder concert. It's weird. They didn't make it clear if you steer with your head. That's what I assume. Oh my God, I hope not. I, I really hope not. That because would... that's, the only, that's the only reason I could think of for why all of them were doing this. I think they were mostly just looking around with it. I'm pretty sure, uh, if you do steer with your head, that would be a pain, especially if you're trying to like yeah. make a sharp it's... turn. I think they were using, con- they were using controllers. I don't know what, uh, how far the controlling, you know, was well, going Well, you those. use a controller to caw and, and attack <laughs> the other bird, With sonic right? attacks somehow, yes. Yeah, so but you can tell when you, when you are playing, like, you can't like look around without that being the direction you're going. Mm-hmm. I think if you, you can to some footage. extent, uh, but I don't know uh, to, to how much. Mm. I, don't so. I don't know. But I I do not know it. But this, this point. is definitely what the world has been waiting for: is is absolutely bird, to bird combat. <laughs> Thank fuck, we now have that VR killer app everyone's been waiting for. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, th- this whole thing just seemed silly because this could very easily be done without VR. I don't know how much VR really adds to it, other than the sense of "Ooh, I'm flying, I'm flying." But you know, what? you're sitting down. You know, you're not mm-hmm. moving. It, so I don't know if I I didn't like the look of this at all. I mean, there's nothing in this that really uh, attracted me to it. It was like, okay, cool, it's a deathmatch game. Great, what? What else you got? You would have liked it better if you would have been like a, an actual like plane, like a jet or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have just preferred it to be like a, a, a jet fight fighter game, game instead of like, oh, yeah. a bird. It's like, can I just be, I don't know, a jet fighter? Isn't that more fun? Instead <laughs> of a bird. Yeah, I, it was. It was not a brilliant. It, to me, it was a terrible demonstration of VR because it is like, why is this even VR? I feel mm-hmm. like there were plenty of games this year where they showed us gameplay, and our reaction was. I mean, maybe that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely a lot of that. That could be a game. Yeah. That could be a game. Yeah. Uh, compared to the other VR thing that Ubisoft showed, this was, you know, pretty shitty because the other thing they showed was Star Trek Bridge Crew. Star Trek! Now that, that oh, is I'm a game where VR cool has in. a fucking reason behind uh-huh. it. That oh, is a game God. where if they screw it up, we will be really everyone upset. Everyone will riot. Because, yeah, the whole the second it started, I was like, and that's the what my face looked like for the entire yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, 
Oh my God. I want that so bad. Absolutely. It's so fun. It's like, yeah, of course I want to be, you know, on the bridge or whatever. Apparently this is going to be coming to all the major VR platforms. Uh, so PlayStation VR, Oculus and Vive by the looks of it. The, you know, the idea of standing on a bridge, doing co-op with people, sounds phenomenal you know that that immersion value sounds great there's a reason for it being vr you know you're delivering the fantasy of being on a star trek bridge as opposed to the fantasy of being a bird in paris attacking other birds with sonic <laughs> waves which is not a fantasy i have look i'm cool with both it's just star trek is obviously superior i think there might be a bigger market for this one somehow uh, yeah. one thing i will say is that they did not mention and maybe they did it in a post-show interview, whether or not this was going to have online play. Because if it doesn't, this will be yeah, the most really impractical expensive. fucking thing to organize yeah, ever. It must. Ever. It must, it's got right? it. Yeah, it must do, surely. It would be insane not to have that. Because you can't plug four fucking Oculus into one machine. That does not work. Like Even if you could, that would be ludicrously expensive. Uh, so, yeah, it's got to have online multiplayer, surely. We'd... It couldn't be that stupid. Right? Well, I hope not. Yeah? I hope not. <laughs> not a huge fan of it being in the JJ-verse. I would certainly prefer it to be in the proper Star Trek universe instead of that shite, but I'll take what I can get at this point. But this way, when we're looking around the bridge, there's always a slight percent chance that we'll have lens glare just right in our eye. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's going to be a lot of that. You turn around and you're just instantly blinded by just, it. It's like, ah! <laughs> God, stop it, please. That that was definitely one of the highlights of the Ubisoft show, if not the highlight of the Ubisoft show for me. I sound That sounds incredible. It's been a fantasy for a lot of people for decades. Yep. Of course it has. Why wouldn't it be? And it's really a proven game because Artemis is amazing. Yep. I totally. I love Artemis. Yeah, and I mean, this could also be an adaptation of Bridge Commander, which was an older PC game that worked pretty well too. So it'll work, I think. And I think the, the four-player co-op aspect will be very interesting. Yep. Yelling at people is always fun. Yelling at your friends to do shit is always fun, especially when everything goes to hell. So yeah, I'm digging that. Absolutely, I'm all in on that one. Grow Up. Yes. Also a game called that. Yeah, oh, not just telling Dan to grow that. up. It's uh, <laughs> a sequel to Grow Home, which was a uh, little game. Great game. Yep. More games like that, please. You, you, I assume you, I didn't play much of Grow Home, so it, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And like, what does the what does this new sequel look like exactly? Grow Home was a game where you were on a little island and you had to get back up to your spaceship. And the way you did that was you grew a beanstalk up there, and it was all about dynamic climbing. So you pushed a button to like say I'm moving this hand, and then another one to move this hand. So you actually were climbing up things. So as you were, and you could cling onto stuff. So it was all about climbing and movement and then you got stuff like gliders and there was it was it was a beautiful game just about movement and there was lots of little secrets and stuff you could do but it was a entirely movement based game and i loved it it's in my like top three games of that year mm. absolutely wonderful this new one has gone from a little island climbing up to like an entire smallish looking planet doesn't look like they've scaled up too much but it's like a, a small little thing and it just it just looks like kind of more of it with a few new tools and stuff and i'm totally down for that because it was a small little game and at the end of it i was like i absolutely need more it's kind of like the end. Cool. It's, it's the same sort of thing when I finished Portal. I was like, that was amazing. We need more of that. And this looks like it's sort of going from Portal to bigger and more things inside it. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of those games that I just absolutely love to boot up. And the name is amazing because in the first game, you had Mom, who was your robot, M O M. It was your, so your AI mother thing who you were going back up the spaceship to talk to. And uh, this one, she's not there. So it's just you. So you're growing up by yourself. 
Aww. I'm totally high for it. That's Adorable little robot game is yeah. what that is. Yeah. That that was very much the token indie but not indie thing that we shove yeah. in the middle of the show. We have a soul game. Yeah, we have a soul, <laughs> honest. It, if I'm really, the original one was like a test for a new Assassin's Creed climbing thing. Something that like they that, didn't yeah. Like. yeah they oh, didn't, weird. Really? It like, yeah, it was like the little robot, the way you climb stuff, that was a, a test they're doing something else. And then they were like, actually, this could just be its own little game. Instead of, uh, yeah. instead of just chucking all this technology out, we'll just build a little game around this and just see how yeah. people like this it. weird little I internal project that yeah. ended up being a video game. That was cool. Yeah. Like stuff like that. That's now, really when it comes good. to not so little internal project, you know, the last three games were all big ones one way or the other. The first one being For Honor. The yep. best presentation. Yeah. That man. That conference. That, that, that amazing man. Mr. Mr. Kane, or whatever his he name is. He could narrate anything, and I'd be fine with that. I want him to be my dungeon master forever. He's... The last two years when I've seen him hit the stage, I've been like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He obviously cares a lot about his product. He's able to demonstrate it in a really cool way and present it in a way that gets people involved in it. Uh, this was the first announcement, I believe, of the single-player campaign for For Honor. Before this, we considered it to be a multiplayer-only title. That's apparently not true. Mm. Yeah. Like they're gonna I kind of have... just stuck with it, because the multiplayer looked really interesting, and the single-player looked kind of like uh, single Rise player of the looked really Yeah, weird. you got the Rise vibe as well. Yeah. And you were yeah. saying that you you thought it was a bit tacked on, didn't you? I just you? thought it was an afterthought entirely. Yeah. It's like, oh, it I don't... Like I don't see like if they're actually going to do much in the way of story development. Otherwise, you know, like I, you know, it, it very much seems multiplayer is where this game is at. Oh we yeah, just, we threw the single player in there so we can tick that box. Tick a on, box. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a feature to tell those people on the forums that you're not allowed to complain that it's sixty dollars anymore. Yeah. As long as you include a campaign, everything's worth sixty dollars apparently. <laughs> so that's even if it's only an hour and a half. <laughs> Indeed, got to include a campaign. If it doesn't include a campaign, it's supposed to be free. That's what some people think, anyway. Well, thanks <laughs> everybody. Uh, but yeah, it, de it definitely did look... It gave me the Rise vibe. Uh, it looks like it's using the same combat system from the multiplayer, which is good, so it's not you know, QTE-based or anything along those lines. You've got to still do the directional parries and counters and things like that. Uh, but I was not massively thrilled by what it looked like. I mean, I, it almost seems like it would... Get, even by the end of the presentation, it was getting really samey. And it got yeah. to the point where I said, well, if I'm not doing this against real opponents, how interesting is it really going to be? If I'm not going towards like an objective that's constantly shifting, is it really going to be that fun? I wasn't convinced by it. But it's cool that it's got it because, hey, some people want a single-player campaign. I'm more interested in just seeing more of the multiplayer. Uh, but there you go. It has a single-player. We now know Dude, that. I, mean, I think that game is so fun. No, looks, really have you had a chance to play any of it? Oh, yeah. You put you play the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, we've played it a few times now. Um, I think the first time we played it was Gamescom like two years ago. Right. Uh, so it's like had playable versions of the game on show floors for a while. Um, so we've played a decent amount of it. It's it's just so clean and really fun. I I think it's a great game. How would you compare it to stuff like Chivalry that you've played in the past? Uh, it's chivalry has, even though chivalry is very fun to me, chivalry has things about it that have always felt a little bit like off or like, janky. The, 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 yeah, just a little janky. Like the pacing of some swings feel really weird and you have to just learn them, right? You have to learn, okay, if I'm going to do this swing, I need to do it from here or I need to do it at this moment because you, you start to understand 
how long it's going to take you to do those things. Um, for honor, I feel like even though obviously some some swings and moves do take longer because these are big, heavy weapons, but they feel it feels like it makes more sense. It just feels very clean. So I like it a lot. Sam and I are both super jazzed for that game. Hmm. Yeah, I like the look of the multiplayer, totally. I'll certainly play a lot of that. Dan, any thoughts on For Honor before we move on? I didn't like it as much this time. It kind of, mm. I don't know, it looks so, when uh, when they showed it last year, it looked really powerful and all the weapons looked powerful and stuff. And then the single player stuff, everything just didn't have that clang and the, the contact to everything. So it looked sort of a bit weaker than the mm. multiplayer did. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Rise. Yeah, I don't, please don't be Rise. That <laughs> game. Oh, God. All right, here's one that you had so much to say on, Jen, and that was Watch Dogs 2, because Watch Dogs may have been one of your biggest disappointments of all time, actually. You were super into that idea, and as soon as that game came out, you were horribly disappointed by it. They hyped it so much. They just, they hyped it way so much, way too much for me, the original Watch Dogs. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This entire trailer was shot with in-game footage. I can't believe it. We're gonna have so much choice. You know, I'm a big fan of like open world stuff, but and doing things the, um, you know, the, I guess, intelligent hacker way in, in games, like even in Fallout, I'm the person who, who hacks all the computers and, and all that. And so I'm just like, yes, it's a game for me. Um, like it was made just for me. And then it was like, oh, it's not really freedom of choice. You still need me to do things the exact way you want me to do them. Otherwise, I can't do mm-hmm. the missions. I can't complete the objectives. And let's not talk about the driving in Watch Dogs. Just, no, <laughs> that's not a thing. And um, I'm someone that didn't hate it as much as everybody else did in terms of the driving. I still didn't think it was very good. It just felt like a letdown. And so I see this and I'm just like, this is more of the same. But, you know, we put in drones. And it's a bit more colorful and it's a different character. Yeah. Although I... And there's a guy with a mask that has little digital <laughs> emote eyeballs. Because uh, you can be super stealthy when you have big LEDs, like, on your face. You're... Look, sometimes you have to commit to the edgelord life, Jenna. <laughs> hack the planet. You have to hack the planet. Oh, God. <laughs> he was going like, after the Gibson, no yeah, doubt. It, it's like, would Lord Nikon actually, you know, I, you know, I think he might. I think he might. Ultra Laser. <laughs> D- Dr. Doom. That's his actual name in game. Dr. Doom. It, totally. To me, from watching the gameplay, I saw nothing that differentiated it from the first one. They'd made the same arguments that, oh, you can be totally creative and hack everything. You said that about the first one, and it wasn't true. And you didn't even demonstrate that it was true this time. I'll give them at least credit that this was more honest gameplay than the first time they showed it, where they basically lied through their teeth, showing something that didn't even exist in the final product. But this, to me... Here's the big problem I've got with Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs is basically a crappier GTA with magical techno wizard powers. Mm. you know, And then they're not very good magical techno wizard powers. Mm. And here's the thing. I want my character to be a magical techno wizard, not a fucking firearms expert, not a parkour expert, not a, a hand-to-hand combat expert, not a stealth expert, not a spec ops guy. I want to, I want to be a hacker you that has to use job. his wits <laughs> and his creativity to uh, defeat this stuff. Not a that, fucking oh submachine gun. That was my favorite part of the whole thing was at the very beginning, you know, he's like on his laptop and then he like straight up what parkours off of a building. I was yeah. like, it's just like, what? 
And then he pulls out an automatic huh? weapon and just proficiently guns down an entire team of security. I'm like, why did you even bother sneaking in here? Like, yes. why, why, why are you hacking anything? Like you, ha you are incredible with firearms. You could have defeated yeah. all of these you people. Just shot everybody. Shot them. Just from the shoot very them all. beginning. It's like you picked the wrong game and line of work to be in. Apparently, <laughs> you know. Apparently, you're a tier one operator. You could go and uh, play in a uh, Ghost Recon. Yeah. You, know, you go play over there now. So what is I, I, the, the whole hacking thing to me seems like a giant gimmick because they're refusing to commit to it. Even in the second one, it seems like they're refusing to commit to it. They refuse further because now I've got all that parkour stuff that they've added in. So now it's a lot more his parkour expert because before Adam Pierce was just a bloke on the street and it felt you always felt sort of a street level. But this one, they seem to be going, oh, no, you can climb stuff and you'll be higher and taller and zip things. lines yeah. all this so stuff. even less reason to hack things to distract people because you can literally just parkour away from them <laughs> just do flips and shit yeah it, it's just it, it, it's to me feels it, it feels inauthentic and it feels insincere it feels like they refuse to commit to their to their particular conceit and their theme and they just want to make another Third person, open world, do all the side quests, drive around. You've got freedom, but you totally don't video game. You know, it yeah. just happens to have a little hacking gimmick attached to it. It feels However, like it could be a mod for GTA Five. You could just it add it. Already is, yeah, it already is. Already yeah, you're right. <laughs> if, though, the finale of that game is mowing down every single character from that game with a machine gun, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> just make me so much happier. Does that uh, also include the player character? Include the player character. Okay, great. Start with the guy dude, with the emote. Another guy comes in. Another guy comes in. Is like, oh god, I hate these guys. Just guns them all down. They just walked off. So you guys are a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> this game could have been so good. Yeah, I it it is Edge Lord the video game again. Oh, yeah. it, it's the same as last time. Maybe the oh, protagonist is a little bit more likable than Aiden Pierce, but that you know, a block I mean, of wood is more likable than Aiden Pierce. Actively hateable as a character, he, terrible in character. Many ways, yeah. he was genuinely the bad guy as well. He's just going around reading all people's personal information, like, oh, this is totally a normal. He's a thing piece of shit. He just, he just goes steals money from everybody, but they don't even make him an anti-hero. He's just a dickhead. That's yeah. all he is. You know? He's trying to get like revenge for his niece. Like, who, who would care about a niece? By slaughtering really? thousands like, of people who had nothing to do with it. Niece? Like a niece is like, like you'd probably like like call the police or something and be like, yeah, something happened. Like it's a niece. Like you're not gonna go and murder the world for a niece. Uh huh. Father, <laughs> you know, daughter, fine. You sure. go and do that uh -huh. sort of thing. It's like niece. Uh, who no. cares? It's like you're like, oh, that's that's the sort of phone call. You're immersed into his that, world. That phone call yeah. ends like, oh, my niece has died. You put it down and go, I'm watching TV. That's, it doesn't ruin your day. It doesn't even ruin your day, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Yeah. As soon as he got his gun out and just started, like, efficiently taking Rolling everybody down. out, that I was, was like, that, that was when it lost me. That's when I, th I lost any hope for it being any I do, different. I do from love that any time there's a lull in the plot of the original Watchdog, it's like, oh, kill a woman! Hey, we're back! Oh, kill every time! Every time. Uh, oh, we're getting up to the final bit. Uh, let's kill one more! Hey! Oh, man. Why was the guy the bad guy in the first place? Oh, we got killed! Every single time. Mm. The worst part of that game is you have to get a bridge to turn around or something to get to an island. An island I already visited because you can swim women drive boats yeah so you don't need to do that at all like, why yeah. are we doing this but, but the game is totally full of freedom right yeah. as yeah. long as you do everything exactly the way we tell you to yeah, yeah. but it's uh, to me like watchdogs is just the the biggest example of open world bollocks these days you know where it's just how can we theme yet another open world game that's it would slightly be different so awesome if 
and watch dogs. You had the option to do all of those things. Like you have a gun, but the way that the game has you use the gun is worse than naughty dog mechanics. You're oh, you, like, you can't aim for shit. Like, oh God. Oh, no. <laughs> I should not have brought this with me. At least then it yeah. would be more realistic. It's like, here's right? this dude who's super intelligent and you know, all he knows is hacking and he's been handed a gun for the first time just because he happened to pick it up and he doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea about recoil. It's just like, you know, that would be at least Ends up like shoot himself in the toe. Or yes! like, Fuck! Why I mean, did I do this? That... He's another niece. <laughs> oh, God damn it! I mean, that is character development, and you know what? <laughs> this cute. is how you make a three-dimensional character right here. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, that that doesn't look great. Uh, last, but by uh, no means least, I guess a new IP called Steep. It's an open-world yeah. game. It's a fucking course it is. Uh, it's an open-world action sports or extreme sports game. So you can do things like. Uh, wingsuiting you can do skiing you can do snowboarding and uh, dan you seem to be pretty into it i am i am totally into that i love things like ssx and i only play just cause 3 to wingsuit down the mountain all, <laughs> I, all i do in just cause i'm like i play just cause and then i wingsuit for an hour i'm like that was really fun so wing city things and snowboarding is my thing. Sure. The yeah. fact that the, when they crash in that game, it sounds like they've died horrifically. Holy shit. There were yeah. so many shots. Yeah, I was I mean, like, that person is dead. <laughs> that, was dead. that was her neck. She's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because I can share that mm. to everyone. Uh, the overemphasis yeah. on the sheer narcissism of the whole thing was what yeah. was really it's getting e-penis me. It's the game. It kind of is. It's like, share it with everybody. Just... You cannot let someone go a minute without you sharing some gameplay. And uh, does anyone even do that? I have to wonder. Maybe as weird as it well, sounds. Professionally, I think. Professionally, I was say, that's out of this fucking group of people. Why? Yes, we do. <laughs> but we do it for a reason. Why does everybody else do it? That's the question. I wonder. Mm. No idea. Uh, I, I wasn't. I wasn't too big into it, but I, I'm obviously not the target demographic because I don't really care much about sports games. So I was like, nah. You know, I, I didn't really care too much. It looks but, fun. Yeah, Dodger. Any thoughts on that one? That's that's another game where I don't think that I could come. I could tell what it's going to feel like to play it from watching mm. it. All right, because I right. also love games like SSX. Um, so I was like, well, maybe maybe this would be a really fun game, but I don't. I honestly don't know because the presentation that they did, I was like, okay, so here's just mm, gone down a mountain. I guess <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I don't I don't really feel like I'm in a position to say nah. whether or not I think it's going to be good because I honestly don't know. Yeah. Oh, that was Ubisoft. Like, huge mixed bag. Um, I will no say... No Beyond Good and Evil 2. No, again. still none of that. Uh, I don't like Aisha Taylor's presentation. I'll I say that. I said, last, so I said it last <laughs> I year. I said it so this much. year. I don't like how she presents stuff. I love it. I She's don't like stuff island. that's intentionally cringe, you know? In E3, which all the corporate crap, it's just she's an island of joy in the middle. Every time I get to Ubisoft, I relax. I'm like, yeah, this is E3. This is, this is what I'm here. I don't know. I, I feel it's all insincere. Like, if, if I wanted something that was non-corporate, there are definitely game devs up there that are clearly passionate about their work. Uh, seeing that she's sort of snarking and you know being chilled out about the whole thing, to me, I, I just I kind of see through the... The, the curtain of it and just like well no this is what you're paid to do you're still the presenter you're still the shill you're just you know making out like you're not and i don't that doesn't it rubs me the wrong way i don't find it funny she's magical. Ah, i'm cool with it she's magical are we missing yeah. a game 
No, we missed the Assassin's Creed movie. We didn't talk about the Assassin's Creed movie. No, Uh, that one game that's the uh, crossover, the mashup game. Oh, um, the trials, trials game. game. Yeah, yeah. That that was. Oh, that was interesting. I can't. Not the game itself, but the concept the of taking trials, blood dragon. Yeah. Taking blood dragon and applying it to all of their franchises as like, a, we're just going to do a quick wacky spin-off for this. I love that idea. Like having a series, like building blood dragon into a series. And just of keep, keep doing Assassin's that. Creed blood dragon. The Settlers Blood Dragon. I oh would be in Ghost Recon Blood Dragon. Just Dance Blood Dragon. Whoa. <laughs> the possibilities. You know that, I dig. That's a great idea, which is why Ubisoft will absolutely it. not do it. I felt I like that entire dev team, I kind of felt sorry for them. Like you could see them in, in their row of the conference. They're all wearing the shirts and yeah. the glasses. And, and I, I was just like, you guys are the guys that, you know, every time you walk past the water cooler, everyone just shuts up and, and they exclude you. <laughs> You're the weird They're the kids. Michael Scott. That's what they are. They're all collectively the Michael <laughs> Scotts of the group. Indeed. I don't know. It, it, the downside, of course, of that is it's awful, that Trials Blood Dragon. They've made their engine into Apparently like a... it's not good, yeah. Stick shit, it's really not good. Yeah, there's very mixed really reviews on Steam at the moment, so it looks like that didn't work out very well. Uh, I mixed this out. Yeah, mixed is how I described the conference. You know, the, obviously there's some stuff that looked fairly interesting. Uh, it was a lot of typical Ubisoft cringe and BS and, you know, and everything sort of mushing into each other there's so many games that looked quite similar to each other you know a, a big focus on stuff that was not great the the fucking applause for saying that you get your dlc 30 days before the other dlc oh, what don't applaud don't clap don't that. Applaud that don't clap that no screw you guys for applauding that that was awful uh yeah v- very very corporate to me you know as much as they try and hide it behind aisha taylor it just seems like you know ver- tyler is it she's tall tyler? enough to, she's tall, <laughs> tall enough, enough to hide it tyler. yeah <laughs> it's still corporate as fuck i don't care if you have a presenter like that it's still corporate. It's, as it fuck, was yeah. very french it was very sense of occasion introduce before introduce you know everything mm. is ushered everything is i mean teleprompter for all we know yeah i mean it's just you know but it was their 30th birthday i guess maybe we can give them a little leeway i mean we got south park and we got star trek out of it you know i'm i'm, I'm good it's not like they I'm didn't good. present some good games yeah, you know the whole same. thing just dragged yeah. us and just bored me a lot and i'm excited for for honor there were plenty yeah. of things throughout ubisoft that i was like yeah i'm i'm, I'm down i'm down with all of this Indeed. So. last but by no means least the conference that definitely did not drag us that was uh when it comes down to sense of occasion uh, Sony certainly hit it out of the park, I think. that This was a conference of barely any speaking whatsoever. There was maybe three to four it. minutes total of that. Muzak. There was a lot of m- real music, not Muzak. Don't insult Bear McCreary in such a fashion. <laughs> I'm I, not. Uh, they had an actual orchestra. It was the most pompous thing I've ever seen, but it worked. Like, it really did. It the, the, having we the, have so much money, and we're gonna show you guys how much money we the have. The stage was right obnoxiously now. large, and they had yeah. almost nobody on it ever, with the exception of having Hideo Kojima walk down a fucking light bridge. <laughs> oh, and all that shit. Him getting that wrong made me no longer believe in Hideo Kojima because he was uh, going to pass. I'm like, no, that's the Hideo Kojima wouldn't do that. That was an imposter, Hideo Kojima, and it was not <laughs> real. Too perfect to just, get that wrong. It blows my mind how. Sony so often nails the thing that people complain about all of the other conferences for. Like this year, we were constantly going, 
stop telling us, just show us. Please stop telling us, just show us. And we were also saying, please, for the love of God, could you just full screen on the goddamn trailer so oh that I can God. watch it and stop showing me your light display? I don't give a fuck what yeah, your stage looks like right now. So bad for that, so and, bad. Yeah, and with Sony, it was straight up just, here you go, here's our games. Would <laughs> here, you like here, to see our games? Game after, game, after like, game after game after game after <laughs> game. Just one, one into another, one into another. Uh, people obviously appreciated that a great deal. A lot of people you know, came to the co conclusion on the basis of that that Sony sort of won E3. I, I, I can see why they think that, you know, because it did give people a, a, basically all of what they wanted, which is, here, we're just going to show you cool shit, and that's all we're going to do. Um, I personally, kind of coming from a slightly different perspective, thought, well, if all you're going to do for your conference is just show trailer after trailer, I could just watch these on YouTube yeah. I, th this doesn't even need to be a presentation. Admittedly, adding the orchestra to it significantly. There's music. Yes, that is what can. Music. That's we how they got to away see, with it. We got to see a, like the reveal Hideo Kojima <laughs> after he told everybody in an interview right before. No, I'm not really doing anything at this convention this year. Sorry, Never I'm believe Hideo Kojima. He is full of Fuck lies. You. Made yeah. of lies. I was like, we're getting Kojima right now. And then he yeah. <laughs> showed up and was like, here's a game. And I was like, Fuck. It's like, <laughs> what is it? We don't know. We have no idea. Here is a, a cesarean birth by a man, we think. Uh, also, there are floating people and oil and dead dead fish. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's a sci fi action game. Uh, we think. What, really? Yeah. That's, yeah. But, I mean, the way that it started, obviously, was very uh, odd because we didn't realize exactly what it was and Sony knew we wouldn't realize until it, they revealed who the character was. They basically took God of War and have changed the perspective oh, yeah. of it. They've changed the setting of it. Um, it's now apparently Dad of War for yeah. whatever reason. You I know, like that. Uh, I it really, Skyrim I think they made vibe. all the right changes. Oh, my God, I really don't. Because God of War was one of those last bastions of PS2 gameplay in the modern generation. Because every time there's a battle, the camera zooms out, you just mash buttons in different directions, crazy stuff happens, and then big things come along, and that's why the camera zone zoomed out. This one was just like, hey, it's it's a hack and slash from <sighs> the shoulder. And like, so like, I thought I thought they were gonna build for a nice thing at the end where Kratos, like he was showing that like kid how to stab the thing, and then he's like, that's good, and just stabs the kid in the face and rips him past like ah Kratos. I think Kratos yeah. is a bit nicer Kratos now for whatever reason. He, yeah, he killed all the gods, so now he's sort of hanging around. He's just I, I guess he's, he's trying again. Yeah. He's starting over. Yeah. He's, I, I was convinced the kid was going down in that trailer at some point uh, and that was what was going to be like now i'm at a rip-roaring rampage of revenge again you know, yeah. because the kid died they actually didn't you know but it's such a massive change in direction for the series i, I obviously it surprised a lot of people it impressed a lot of people because it's a damn impressive looking game but simultaneously i think there's a massive chance of alienating people on the you know why well, the reason yeah. why people like that series most of that was not in this Yep, none of that was in this. No. No red things came out of the monster when he killed it. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people described it as God Effect. You know, that was like Mass yeah. Effect-ish. Um, I, I like uh, God Hand of War. That was mine. Um, <laughs> I like that a lot, you know, for the over-the-shoulder thing. It was, it was really odd and unusual. I'm going to say that it's cool that we're not seeing the same thing again simultaneously. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been saying, well, you know what, can we just have a new God of War just with the new tech? And they're going to see this, and it's like, this was not what I was asking for. But it looks like it's still linear gameplay, at least what we saw. Far from it's what we can tell, anyway, gameplay. yeah. I think because they've changed the tone up so much, 
that, that tone doesn't fit Kratos at all, being that slow and that lumber. It just doesn't fit him at all. So I think they're going to off him ridiculously early into the game and you play as the kid later on. Uh, so they've confirmed that's not true. Um, in, a, in an interview afterwards, a lot of people Hideo thought Kojima this. wasn't going to be there. Yeah, but they specifically no, said in an interview you'll be playing Kratos. said that he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> a little different. out of Hideo's mouth. It's a lie, you know, but they specifically said you're playing Kratos the entire game. It's not a, you know, it's not a case of you play the kid or whatever. It's just like, they had like experience in it and yeah. skills and, you know, it had this Skyrim vibe to it. It was so. I mean, it wasn't Not just. Yeah, and it wasn't just the theme because people say, "Oh, it had Skyrim vibe because it's Norse." No, 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 no. It wasn't just because of that. You know, no. it gave it's me the vibe. Into, the pacing of the game. It wasn't you know particularly fast paced. The way that it skilled up. Hell, even the UI. You know, gave me a Skyrim mm. vibe. And uh, what did you reckon to to that presentation? You do. You, I mean, you got to see a little bit of it there. You've played yeah. a bunch of the God of War stuff because I know you didn't. This is the one conference you didn't watch a lot of. Yes. But based on what you just saw on the screen, like, does that even look like a God of War game to you? No, it really doesn't. And I watched you play a lot of it. So no, I mean, I didn't play the original. Just putting it out there, but it did not look game. like it did not look like a God of War game to me. No. I've played a lot of God of War, and I'm still, like, super cool with them going in this direction with it. Mm. It almost feels like they're, they're turning it into Tomb Raider. That's, yeah, that's what yeah, I was saying during my stream. Yeah, it, it felt very, like, modern Tomb Raider, none of the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of games are starting to go that way. A lot of games now just kind of are, like, it's a over-the-shoulder third-person game, and there's mm. very little to distinguish them apart from setting. Which is why, that's why I kind of lament it, because the PS2 era was everything shot off in every direction. And since then, it's all just sort of come back into these things that work. And everything seems to be these things that work. And that's what's sort of losing me about it. Yeah. I, I'm i interested. I'm torn on it, you know? One half of me says, that's brave to go in a new direction. And we've been asking for innovation for ages. We get it. We shouldn't complain about it. Other half says, it might not be what I'm looking for. You know, I think I loved the... Um, the pace of the combat in the first few games was what I really enjoyed about it, and it's not here. And I'm not sure if I'll range enjoy it as much. Range is a big one to change, because he's always had the huge range with his weapons, and yeah. now he just has the axe, so it's a lot sort of closer as well. Yeah. So it I, feels a lot more sort of like it. Whereas he felt like he was declaring war on the world with the camera and the distance of the weapons. It was like, I'm yeah. going to vaporize anything near me, and now it's like, I'm the dude in a forest with an axe. <laughs> I, I wonder if they'll you know, threw it, it a maybe... lot, to be fair, Dan. He threw that axe real far. Yeah. <laughs> But then he's got no axe. He, like, he threw his other What are you talking about? Then he was just like, come back, Mjolnir. And then it just like flew back to him. That's oh, yes. axe. Totally he's God of Thor. That's what it's going to be called, isn't it? God of <laughs> Thor. Mm, indeed. All right. So next thing they showed directly after that was new IP called Days Gone. Last of Us 2. Yeah. That's what we thought it was. That's definitely what we thought it was. Then, uh, I this thought was, it was right to hell retribution too. I got that as well. It's like because because we're wearing the, the biker stuff and yeah. everything. It's like oh god, it's right to hell too. Oh, so excited. So the original trailer for this, this is a weird one because they bookended the show with this. They mm -hmm. showed the trailer and people were like this looks really cool. And then the last thing they did before the end of the show was they showed gameplay of it, which to me was horrendously underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like mm. it was like oh, it's a over the shoulder third person <laughs> zombie shooter, shooter thing. And it's not, 
Yeah, and it's not like Last of Us, like, you know, there looks like none of that element is there. I mean, he's just gunning down hordes of zombies. He apparently has infinite ammo. He's just shooting, 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 shooting. Yeah, I, have of I was just like, you ended the show on that? You know, after showing stuff like Detroit Become Human and you know, the new Hideo oh. Kojima stuff you, and the Spider-Man game and you finished on that? I didn't like, understand that. No. I kind of got it because... Aside from some some bad particle effects during it, the way that the horde came at him was like fascinating to watch. You were just like, "Holy fuck!" There's so many of them, right? Yeah, it was uh, like fluid rendering more than actual people. It was like water sloshing through. And it was very around. World War yeah. Z the movie, yeah. right? In the yeah, way that they sort of come that. at you as, as tight. That was impressive. Don't get me wrong, but it's just the gunplay and just the gameplay was like I've played this game fifty <laughs> times before. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It was it was a real like anticlimactic ending to the show. I think. I'm surprised that they that they wanted to put resources into another game that's like this that is not part of an already existing IP. Hmm. Who's been made by? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. Was it? Was it the guys that made the uh, siphon? It was the siphon filter guys, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's it, uh, by, Ben's by Ben's yeah by Ben, who they did siphon filter for the most part, and also Bubsy 3D back in 1996. <laughs> yeah, they, the the most recent things they've done was the Uncharted games for the Vita. Yeah, yeah. Now they're doing this. It was yeah. You know, people like, oh, they're not zombies. There's something else now. They're they're zombies. You know, they're, yeah. they're zomb <laughs> zombies by another name. You know, they're, still they're still, it's the they're same principle. Zombies. It's kill a horde of shit. There was nothing in that gameplay that yeah, interested me at all. Interested me in any way. It's like, this looks generic as shit. It really does. Apparently, uh, they're not called zombies. They're called freakers. Oh, fuck. Stop. <laughs> oh, the walkers. You see, you see, none of us, none of us dig that. None of us are going to accept that reasoning. Nope. Uh, one thing I will accept is more gameplay for Last Guardian, looking a lot better than we saw previously. Uh, look yeah. Give me enough of that game. They're like, here's a minute trailer, and we're not going to talk about that again. We got a release date. So we did, yeah. Uh, yep, come on this year, October. And just do a gameplay chunk. I want a nice big chunk of gameplay to go, look, this thing's real now. That, that thing you love, it's but that's real. what we got last year. We did. So this that's year, true. it was more... <laughs> like remember that thing we showed you yeah. it's here it's maybe we want to I show you the grand overview of it yeah for yeah. them i think it was more that people have have voice and me included in a big way have voice being very concerned about the way the game looks and saying like oh the game up till this point really hasn't looked like it can it looks like a really old game right and mm -hmm. so i think showing more of sort of the I, I don't know if it would count as cell shading, but just the way that like the kid looks and everything, it 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 looks a lot better now. Yeah. It looks more polished. It looks more like it could exist in a current gen format. So mm -hmm. yeah, I I, I definitely more. agree with that. Uh, it it looked like, less like a PlayStation Three game, certainly. It's five years past its release date now. It's supposed to come out in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, original release date. It, it, insane yeah, insane that it's dragged on that much but hey it, it was a thing it's coming out and that's great i uh, saw a pretty significant chunk of horizon zero dawn which obviously has been delayed till 2017 uh what i saw of that i i like the look of it i i think it's again another over the shoulder open world game. action game, game. Yeah. I, it, I just look at it uh, like it's another game 
Now that felt more Tomb Raider to me than some of the other stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like reskinned. I know you hate that. I I hate that too. I know you hate it. I stopped using it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it just it that felt like Tomb Raider. It even looked like Tomb Raider. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It's like if you didn't see the character. That was Tomb but it has Raider. robo dinosaurs. Although everything else about it is kind of like Tomb Raider and also Far Cry. Like, I just mean like the you collect the things and, and you craft the items and you got the consumables and all that kind of thing. It has a dialogue wheel though. Yep. That's something that uh, Tomb Raider did not have. I uh, am so into just the look of that game. Like mm, I love the aesthetic. I'm really excited to play it. Regardless, robo the dinos. whole time that they were showing the gameplay, I was like, yes. Oh yeah, it doesn't yes. make it bad. I will still play this. It was another one of those situations though where. She had scanned the fucking thing and was like, this is the spot that I need to hit. But in the interest of showing you different arrow types and the, like how fluidly she could get on the that mount and didn't. all that stuff, she took forever to hit the weak point that she scanned at the beginning of the fight. I was like, just fucking hit it. It's going to be crazy. Man, yeah, there's definitely an element to that. I, I, was, I liked how, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I liked how long that fight was. Like, it seemed like there were, there was a lot of uh, opportunity to use different things. But like you said, it seems like they artificially prolonged it because she knew what it... I mean, she immediately says, it's weakness is fire. And then proceeded to do a bunch of things which were not fire to it. <laughs> I was like, all right. You know, she used, I mean, she used the fire pot trap thing. But I'd say that was most like, I'm going to plink away at it. I'm going to hit everything that isn't the area I'm supposed to go after. It's like, God damn it. Uh, I do like those. Uh, I wonder how dynamic that destruction is because the thing like crashed through a hut and just knocked like it flying. If that is, I don't know if that's scripted or not. I hope it's not because if that's real, then that's great. Uh, but even if you look at this map right here, like how is this not Tomb Raider or Far Cry? Or The Witcher. Or The Witcher or anything like that. It's like <laughs> open world adventures. Uh, we're still doing this. Uh, I, I actually prefer my linear games. I really do. I'm not so. I not never so thought I'd ever hear you say that. I like, no, I've said that for years. <laughs> no, no, I'm like ten years ago. Like ten we, years ago, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, no, yeah. But. no, that's what I mean. Is that ten years ago when we met, you were like linear was like a a, a naughty linear word. That was I mean, to some people, that it still word. is. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. No. Of course. Also, this is her hacking this with a stick. I don't know how that works, but it, it there's a <laughs> lot of yes. It, it, we're gonna ride the uh, the. I don't know what this is. The cyber cow. Let's call it the cyber cow. There <laughs> the we go. Cyber cow. She's gonna ride the cyber cow. It, it, it's just like we've had so many open world games. I'm just so sick of it because they, they all follow a fairly similar formula and they don't really innovate all that much. And actually, looks like roaches and upgrade. As much as I love it, I mean, <laughs> fuck. You know, look at you. Know, it's just how cool that giant robo giraffe That's thing cool. is. That's amazing. Yeah. But it's still an open world action adventure thing with crafting and maps and side quests and. Oh, and I, I just, I'm so done with those. With pretty pixels everywhere you look? Mm, very much Yeah, so. really okay. high quality pixels, though. Very TV. high quality Premium pixels. Premium so. pixels, even. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, wasn't, I wasn't hugely in on that one, I gotta admit. As much as I like how much how it looks. Uh, what else do they have? Oh, yeah, so the new David Cage game. Detroit Become Human. I am so excited for this game. Oh. Dan apparently is not. Fight, fight, <laughs> fight, fight, fight. I hate David Cage. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a. I don't. I don't. I don't pretend that David Cage isn't involved. Do you think that that trailer looked interesting? Well, I know David Cage is involved. No, just shut it out. Same thing he's done every time. Oh, it's an adventure where you change the things, just like the other three games I made where that wasn't the case even slightly. So you can tackle this in any way. This isn't actually the game, and it will look nothing like this. And that's the thing. And actually, it's only three endings, and you get to pick a thing in the end. 
I'm like sorry, I liked Heavy Rain. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Heavy Rain was the best he's done. Like, Heavy Rain was the closest he's got to making a competent game, and it kind of still misses the mark quite substantially. But there's a whole section of that game that's just cut. There's a whole section that just makes sense that he cut, because he's like, no, nah, I don't want this. But he left the rest of it in, like the guy blacking out in Heavy Rain. That was actually because he had a psychic link with a killer, which is why I was making the origami things lose thing out. That wasn't in the game. I did but wonder why that out. was. I thought yeah, it was just a fake out. No, because he, oh, it got too supernatural. So I think mm. it was like, so I went, cut the supernatural. He didn't want to go down the Fahrenheit route where we're like, we the Matrix now somehow. Like, <laughs> the internet versus a man in a Kung Fu fight. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, old men, old homeless men are the internet. Yeah. There are yeah. bugs here now. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Okay. Uh, so Come Dodger, on. make your case, defend this. Oh, I don't know if I can because Dan <laughs> is like, <laughs> stuck in this world of hate. But um, I just, I like that it's like a contained situation, right? It's like, you're obviously doing some detective work in this in this contained environment and there are lots of different ways that it can end but i am like i will admit that i'm concerned that you know the difference between you getting shot in the head versus you know being able to grab the girl at the last second i'm i'm concerned that what determines that is going to be something that's so insignificant that i won't logically accept it mm-hmm. you know i'll be like that's bullshit that one thing could not have wound up with me getting shot in the head. That's bullshit. Find his contact lens on the floor. Therefore, you've contracted a disease. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that does happen in David that Cage. That is a games. David Cage. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to make for great streams. I can't wait to see Dodger play this on a well, stream. Well, I mean, that's a very, it's a very Until Dawn kind of thing. But then again, uh, a lot of people have made the argument that Until Dawn is a David Cage game done right. Yeah. He has, he has a wonderful ideas for this game. So he's like, I'm going to do this thing. And you go, brilliant. And he makes it. And it's exactly the same as the last one. And it's awful. And it collapses in itself within seconds. Like, uh, what was it called? Beyond Two Souls. The it opening not scene. brilliant. It was awful. I hated it vigorously. The opening <laughs> scene where you, like, you first play as the ghosty friend and like everything gets chaotic and stuff. If you don't actually do anything and just sit there as the ghost, like, I'm just going to chill in the corner. Everything starts freaking out. Like it just—the story's gonna happen. You're completely unnecessary. Why are you even here? Why is this even a game? Nothing's gonna change. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It—it just feels like. I mean, that thing, like, because he does it in those little contained sections. It's like in this section, oh, everything splays away, and then it doesn't matter, and we start the next one, and then it doesn't matter, and we start the next one. So if he just made like little individual sections that are really interesting and released those as like small games, I'd be well more into it. But so much more into it than if he actually does this grand because everything you can't just spiral off too much because otherwise you have infinite things everything still has to follow the same paths that's always going to be the problem with any branching path game isn't it that you know yeah. it's going to sprout out too far and you've got to bring it all together at some point it's the yeah. mass effect problem isn't it it's like you played it for three games and you did made all these choices and at the end of none of it, it fucking mattered four options pick mm. one yeah um. Okay. It was, wasn't it three before they patched it as well? Yeah. yeah. Well, I picked the fourth one then. That made more sense. Uh, yeah, I like that indeed. one. That's I like they patched them. I'm like, you game. die, everyone dies. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, dear. It, yeah, I, I hope it's good. I always think David Cage is like on the cusp of doing something really cool. And I really liked Heavy Rain. You know, I was very engrossed in it. I was very engaged by Heavy Rain. I was not engaged by Beyond, but Heavy Rain I thought was pretty cool. Let, Were you we'll engaged see. by Fahrenheit? I was until halfway through the game when it went love- insane. Like- my favorite thing is that he comes out to tell you the tutorial and he's in like he's a director. He's not a game maker, he's a director. Just make films. David Cage, if you're listening, just make films. You'll make good films. You make awful video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. All right, uh, so big surprise. Obviously, there was quite a bit of VR going on in the Sony press conference. Mm. Uh, the first one, we had no idea what the fuck this was until they dropped the bombshell on us. Uh, it was Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Yeah. Or in Japan, a VR Resident Evil 7. <laughs> in Japan, it's called Biohazard 7 Resident Evil, apparently. Mm-hmm. So there you go. A VR, optionally VR, bear in mind. It will work with VR. You don't have to play it with VR. They're going right back to horror. It seems like the whole thing's first person. It's completely different to what Resident Evil 6 was. You know, yeah. It's a real horror game by the looks of it. And the demo is available right now. Like You can go and try it. See what it's the, like. the demo is a taster of tone. It's not actually a part of the game. It's nothing to do with the game. It's, the game has an entirely different person. Right. It's and a lot of people don't like that demo. They, a lot, okay. a lot of people that we talked to me today because it's because it's already out. I've said this is a. Uh, I think it said Penn and Teller. It's PT. It's playable teaser. It, this is a, a PT just ripoff. It just feels like a crap clone of it. It's kind of interesting, but it's all ghosts and weird stuff, which isn't what Resident Evil's about. Okay. So it's it's sort of like it's a it's like this is the game we're gonna be making, but this is nothing like the game. It's a proof of concept. Yeah, it really is that sort of thing. Yeah. So the actual game will be crafting like you normally would do, and we're having your items and inventory and weapons yeah. and stuff. Could you call it a playable trailer by any chance? <laughs> Possibly. It definitely had that PT vibe. No no doubt about yeah. that. No doubt about that at all. It was just surprising to say, hey, this is actually Resident Evil. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, fair enough. But it would be interesting if this was a complete misrepresentation of the final game. <laughs> and it might be. It very well might be. Yeah, given the Resident Evil series' like, history of kind of going, oh, much better game. Oh, are we on like the worst it's ever been or the much better game? <laughs> I don't know yet. No, none of us will. We will find <laughs> out. It will be an interesting ride that we can all go. <laughs> I want to hoff Capcom's wild ride at some point, but uh, yeah. So that was that. They did a bunch of other VR stuff as well. Games that I can't really remember the names of. They. It's all like times to other stuff. It was like it was like demo things. It was like it's in the, Final Fantasy. It's in Batman. It's in this. Yeah, it like... definitely spin offs. Like it's like here's a spin off of Final Fantasy 15. There was the Batman thing. Obviously, there was no gameplay. Batman of that. Arkham VR. I feel yeah. like that one's gonna be like a a small experience. Like a lot yeah, of they VR. all they yeah. all look like small. You think it might be a lot of detective stuff? Because I think it would be really cool to do I the crime be scene super thing. Super down for that. Yeah. Crime scene reconstruction within VR, I think that would be, be great. Cool. Yeah, it would also get around the problem that you know, a lot of these games have, which is the whole again idea of movement that it can right. make you feel sick. Obviously, we had this um, the Battlefront X Wing VR mission, which was like I was super hyped watching. It. I was like, ah, oh, it's Battlefront. Okay, <laughs> uh, so it's just a little spin off mission. I- I'll play it. It'll probably be pretty cool. Uh, but obviously, this is this is a big difference, I think, uh, between Sony and Microsoft's presentation, that VR was not really a part of anything Microsoft said, other than the very end where they said, we'll support it. This was like, P- PSVR, going to be a big deal. You know, we're really yeah. pushing this. It's going to be 50 games. Uh, this is a thing that we really want you to buy. Um, the whole Final Fantasy 15 section, including the VR, I thought was garbage. <laughs> Oh, you didn't like the boss fight either, I, Jen. You uh, I you hate hated it. You hated I it. Hate it. It, it was so bad. No, okay, it's not that I don't think the Final Fantasy 15 is going to be a great game. It's that they chose a fucking repetitive fight scene, had a dude who missed every single, single cue that yes. in that fight, and just made it like go on forever and look like it like We're didn't demoing not... the game. We're showing the game. It was, was it, it was, was so this in the Sony conference? Oh, wasn't this in the Microsoft conference that they did this? I thought this wasn't part of the Sony conference. 
It wasn't? I don't think so. They, they had d- a bit they had a trailer in the Sony, but they actually had the gameplay in the Microsoft one. Yeah, we had the gameplay yeah. in the Yeah. In but the- I mean oh, feel free nice. to talk about it anyway, because it is relevant. It was garbage. But, <laughs> but in the Sony, Hot, in the Sony garbage. one, we had the whole like we're gonna put it into VR, right? That was that was yeah. what they focused on in the Sony one. Yeah, yeah but it was a little sort of mini game thing. thing. Yeah, all, yeah. all of them are little mini games. Yeah, everything they're doing in PlayStation VR so far has been, hey, here's a little mini game. Th- there's quite a lot of that. There's definitely yeah. quite a lot yeah. of that. And then, oh, well, Microsoft had uh, they brought Oculus out for Minecraft. They had Minecraft VR. That was their big thing with VR. Like, now you can yeah, do they'll put, they've been pushing Oculus that for ages. Annoyed me. That was something I want to talk about from the PC gaming show. Was that giant cop game? Yes, that one. I was just gonna say that. that. I want to play that. Looked incredible. Cop. Is that what it's called? Giant cop. Giant cop. No giant yeah. cop. No yeah. on the Pick up all the bad people and be like, no. Yeah, the thing is it's that gone. it used. Yeah, they, they, it's literally just been bought by Oculus. Like it used to be. It was going to be just out on both platforms. It's just be, be became a forced exclusive because yeah, forced Oculus paid them for it. As well. Yeah, even though you can really get like the alpha thing on HTC Vive. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. are super pissed about that. I'm they, super pissed with Oculus at the moment because the, the worst one, super hot VR, a game about physically moving. Time goes when it moves when you do is not on the Vive. It's only a vibe which is set up for moving. A vibe which yeah. is set up for that game. It's so perfect. And I just went, ah, well, I'll give you loads of money. Yeah, there's the worst thing. Yeah, the, 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 serious. The, we could talk for hours about that. Serious Sanvia, the devs were on Reddit talking about how Oculus came up to them and offered them a boatload of money to make an exclusive, and they told them to swan off. Yeah, and they're the well, only ones who did, apparently. By the look of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, Everyone I'd be okay with it if it was exclusive it. to their store. I wouldn't mind getting the Oculus, going through the Oculus store and buying them through that. But the fact that they make it exclusive to a headset, everyone who's got a That's headset so who can bad. afford one has one at this point, mm. probably. Yeah. Untrue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a large proportion of it. People aren't going to go, oh, well, the exclusives now, because everyone got that in the initial wave. This seems kind of a strange time to be buying everything out, which is annoying me. Yeah, I feel like we could do an entire show on this. We probably should at some point do a, should, a big yeah. discussion on on the I'll VR. I'll be there for that. One. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it on. VR I'll bring it... wars. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I think I'll bring you on to that one, no doubt. Yeah. One thing, since since we sort of spilled into their uh, their weird montage of like games that included plenty of snippets of games that they never even talked about. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that they didn't talk about that Sam found the trailer for and showed me because I had seen a clip of it in that montage and I was like, that looks so cool. It's a game called Bound. Bound. I put the trailer off oh, that yeah. last night. Yeah, oh, they didn't show that. It looks beautiful. Mm, that let me, game let me pull up the trailer now. gorgeous. I hope that people wind up checking that out. I was getting a lot of journey out of that. Um, yeah. There was no doubt. Yeah, and that, that was that's a weird one because... It, you'd have thought that they'd have they teased it about six months ago and then they they put a trailer out but they barely showed it in the conference it was just part of like you said that montage there mm-hmm. uh but this trailer is absolutely gorgeous it's from the santa monica studio uh very journey-esque you know mm-hmm. it's got a um, it's got a very ballet themed aspect yeah. to dancing it dancing you know, through your memories yeah dancing through it's your so memories it, it is gorgeous the art design is wonderful uh, it was an interesting one because usually Sony has these big long conferences and they have this giant indie section. This time they did not. It was a very focused like one hour, boom, 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 one after another, game after game, which meant that it actually didn't show some stuff like this, which actually to me was a bit disappointing because 
that I tune in to these shows for games like this, you know, for really yeah. interesting yeah. looking stuff. For when you want to dance in a field of French fries. Uh, yeah. and there was there's a little bit of that. The, the 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 corn looks a little odd. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I will admit that, no doubt. But look at this. No, no, thing. no, it's I mean, great. Jesus. It's like visually, it's amazing. Oh damn, you it's know, beautiful. It's like Cirque du Soleil crossed with God rhythmic of War. gymnastics with know. dance. Uh, yeah, I. The, the, it's beautiful. It's it's called Bound. It's coming to. Uh, PlayStation 4, that was not really included in the show, which to me was a shame. Yeah. Uh, but obviously yeah. they wanted a very focused show that it just hit all their... They, they basically brought out all their big guns and that's all they fired throughout the whole thing. Mm. It's just like, it here's all our big molecule. stuff. I just hmm? realized that Media Molecule wasn't there with that Dream nope. thing they've been making for nope. 17 years now. Dream was not shown in any way. There was yeah. nothing about that at all. That's why I'm saying. like They came out with nothing but heavy hitters. That was their strategy this time around. Uh, speaking of heavy hitters, uh, Crash Bandicoot Remastered, they're bringing that back. The cute little yep. introduction where he walked up the stage and Crash's shadow was synced up with him was uh, a that nice was adorable. little touch. That was, yeah. that was very nice. Yep. Um, so they're going to be bringing back uh, Bandicoot 1, 2, and Bandicoot Warped. So that that will be a thing for those who have not played it, considering those haven't been around since PlayStation 1 era. It's a good time to, re- you know, remastering PlayStation 1 games, I can kind of get behind that. You know, yeah, it's time yeah. to that... introduce the kids to it. Yes. Kind of thing. The save system in Crash Bandicoot 1, it is the worst save system. <laughs> you have to complete certain levels to get the save. God. You have to get to like a certain bonus round in levels to unlock the save thing. So you have to grind levels to save. Yeah. So you can make sure you can actually get to the special bonus things. So you have to like, you go, oh, I want to save. Go back a few levels to the one you can yeah. save it on. Like I ended up just going back to this like start level and just playing it over and over again just to be able to save. That was yeah, the worst. That, thing. that was like when yeah, saving was new, but dear God, that was so horrible. Uh, yeah, thank so God horrible. they fixed that. Uh, but yeah, apparently a lot of the indie games also part of the lengthy pre-show they did, which was not actually broadcast on on the Twitch channel. So you know, we do. I think that was on their channel only. So they they yeah you know, for their conference they usually have these really long conferences on stage, but they decided not to do it this year. So that's the way they did that. Okay, of course, following that, you know, Death Stranding, the Hideo Kojima game. Obviously, we know absolutely nothing other than it stars Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Reedus Fetus. And mm-hmm. it's That's weird. Norman Fetus. Well, <laughs> Norman Fetus, yes. Uh, you know, a cesarean section birth from a man for some reason. There's oil, there's a pile of dead fish, there's floating men. I the umbilical am, cord was ex- an actual, like, electric cord. I am I mean, very confused at this point. Yeah. Very confused. It's going to be an over-the-shoulder third-person combat game. So you know it like, bloody well will be, won't look, it? As long as, Dan, as long as it's a mind fuck, I don't care. <laughs> I'm down. I think that is that is likely to happen. And last but kind of by no means least in terms of the games they showed, obviously they finished off with, again, Days Gone, which we talked about. The Ratchet & Clank developers, Insomniac, have got the Spider-Man license. Yes! Swip swinging has to be perfect. I'm a huge... Huge Spider-Man 2 fan. I constantly play it. They never get the web swinging right. I don't want to just touch a building. I want momentum. I want them to do it just perfectly. If the web swinging is wrong, the game will collapse. It's the base that you need. They've not shown anything about the web swinging. It looked, the tiny clip they had looked like the amazing Spider-Man games, which are atrocious because they don't have good web swinging. You hold oh, the yeah, button and it just terrible, goes. Totally terrible, yeah. Like, the web swing, like in Spider-Man 2, you could just boot it up and web swing around for a bit. That is the whole, that's all you need as the core because that's Spider-Man's unique thing. Like in that game, if you like go around an object, it actually the the web gets caught up, and so you gradually get closer and closer into the thing. They did such a good job with the web swing of that. Three Spider-Man three didn't do a great job. And that Ultimate Spider-Man uh, did a pretty good job for it. But yeah. Spider-Man two is the benchmark, and I will measure every Spider-Man game up against it for the rest of time. Totally, yeah. I can, I can, I can certainly see why that would be the case. Obviously, Insomniac has a pretty good pedigree. They haven't. 
They certainly have not got everything right. You know, Fuse yeah. was awful. Uh, but then again, that seems like a more of a publisher problem. They ruined what was Overstrike, which was a very interesting, colorful game. But, they, you know, this is the company that brought you Sunset Overdrive and Ratchet and Clank. The fact that they've done Sunset Overdrive seems to me like they understand movement and momentum. Yeah. So yep. I think that that will certainly serve them well going into yeah, making a Spider-Man sure. game. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, really, really. It's one of those, every time there's a Spider-Man game, I'm like, all right, let's try this and see how this works. Like for the Amazing Spider-Man 2, they're like, all oh, the webs actually connect to buildings now. They didn't do anything else. They just actually connect to buildings. Yeah, it was still the same shitty web yeah. system. It just means you couldn't do it yeah. off a cloud or whatever. You know, yeah. still not very good. It is unfortunately an exclusive by the looks of it because Sony currently has the Spider-Man yeah. license, so they're they're keeping that for themselves, unfortunately. But it does look very interesting. It looked like it had a great pace to it. We'll see how it goes. Cool. But that was pretty much it for Sony. I say it wasn't a long conference by any means. They they were very heavy on the the content and not so much on the talking. So I suppose the the final thing to mention is, you know, ranking the conferences. You know, who won E3, as it were. Uh, let's uh, start with Dodger. What do you reckon? Like, who was the best? I mean, I think we know who the worst was, but you know, <laughs> who won yeah, and why? It was why? the worst for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was the worst for me because they, uh, they just didn't have enough for me. There was not good pacing. It was... It was just. I think we all agree on EA, right? Like every last yeah. one of us. You know, yeah. Ubisoft was not as bad as EA's conference, there's no doubt. No. No. Um, and Sony was for sure the best for me. Um, mm. I thought that they included a lot of stuff that I was really interested in, and I loved that. You know, they they did have this thing that could have felt like a gimmick, like this music that was playing the whole time, but there were so many moments while I was watching these trailers where I was like, holy fuck, the music sounds great. And then I'd remember, oh, that's right, because it's an actual fucking orchestra. orchestra. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, just, I just thought Sony was like above and beyond in terms of, um, of like having the best pacing and getting like through a lot of stuff in a really clean fashion, I would say PC game show, but we didn't, cover that really no we, we just didn't have the time it would have you know we we're already like running up to the four hour mark on the show and we need to wrap <laughs> it up fairly short we gotta get out we gotta get out of here <laughs> indeed yeah so okay cool yeah so you go for sony uh dan what did you reckon uh ubisoft were my pick for the year i just loved a lot of the stuff they had star trek vr okay a sequel to grow home uh, what else do they have that was wonderful? The South Park game looks really good. Steve is entirely yeah. built for me. That that was the show where I saw everything and went, yeah, that looks like a game that I would buy. Right. Whereas Sony, yeah. there's stuff like, they're making Crash Bandicoot remastered. I'm like, great, but we haven't seen anything from it and they have screwed up a lot of remasters. So uh, there's a Spider-Man game coming out. Amazing, but I won't know if it's good until the web swinging sort Fair of there. Point, yeah. Lost Guardian's been in development now since 2007. So Sony was a lot more, Sony had a lot more potential so Sony's like up here potential, but kind of just, you don't know. There's a lot of unknowns about Sony. Whereas Ubisoft are like, here's things that are, and their gameplay and they all look pretty good. So Ubisoft are the winners for me. Fair and enough. I'm the only one who's going to argue that. I was going to say that will, that will be a fairly <laughs> unique opinion, I think amongst a lot of people. Uh, Jen, what do you reckon? I'm actually kind of torn between Sony and Bethesda. Okay. Um, I mean, Sony was definitely more about the experience. I, I did appreciate the fact it was minimal fluff, you know, lots of gameplay. Um, it literally just showed us the games. Just like yeah. Dodger said earlier, it's like, 
games. You want to see the game? Here they are. It's like, <laughs> um, Bethesda, uh, you know, Dishonored too. Just, just give it to me. Just give it to me now. <laughs> I have been waiting for this game. I, I need it in my I life. I all agree on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just Elder Scrolls. Fuck yeah. Not even interested. Not even interested in the game. But that little gnome behind the production, <laughs> she made my night right there. Uh, Bethesda's uh, was very much like a, a show for fans of yes, Bethesda. I yes. think you know. So I think there will be some people that said yes, that was the best conference that they saw because it was geared towards them entirely. Right. You know. Yeah. They they knew what exactly who they were going after with that show, and they went after them with everything they had. So yeah, that makes sense. Um. I mean, to me, it's it's very it's very divided because Sony put on the best show. Like in terms of, if you wanted to argue that E3 wasn't just a gimmicky piece of marketing bullshit, <laughs> I would point someone to Sony and say, "Tell me that you know video games aren't artistic. Tell me that we haven't grown up as a medium. Tell me that we're not a legitimate medium after watching that." Because that was an hour of beautiful stuff amazing music showing off the art of talented developers and that's all they did however what i will say is that in doing that they sacrificed a lot of the information that i personally want out of e3 you know i view e3 not as an opportunity to ogle and get hyped about new things it's to find out things to find out information to learn and the shows that and these are competing against each other really that allowed me to do that were microsoft's and the pc gaming show uh, PC Gaming Show almost was it wasn't a conference really like it almost shouldn't even be on this list because it's not a conference it's it's something completely different but I think it has its nice little niche and it fits totally fits you know because why would uh, you know there's no central PC gaming authority to to hype everything up it's just a bunch of developers that want to show their games and a host who is interested in getting real answers out of them and I appreciate that uh, but Microsoft has got to be commended for being very. Uh, very consumer friendly, I think, with a lot of the new advancements they're putting in, you know, both to the Xbox and the amount of stuff they're bringing to PC, even if you do have to use Windows 10 for it, which is obviously a downside, but it's better than nothing whatsoever. And they did get through a lot of interesting stuff. I felt informed. I felt like I'd learned a lot. And also they fired the first shot in what will be sort of a, a half generation, I guess, of consoles, you know, but they, they put it out there and said, look, we're moving forward now. What next? What do you got? You know, and I'm I'm glad that someone is finally doing that. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, very very split opinion there, but there you go. I I refuse to sit on any one of them. I'm going to cheat and just say, hey, <laughs> pretty much all of them except for Ubisoft. And, <laughs> pretty much all except for Ubisoft and uh, EA gave me something. You know that uh, that I quite enjoyed. It was not a bad E3, all things considered. Actually, I've seen way way worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot a lot less bullshit. For the most part. And we didn't even have to go. Uh, and I think I'm going to continue not going. That sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Right, we're done. We were done 40 minutes ago, folks. Like We we have no more time. We've vastly overrun. We need to get the hell out of here. Thank you very much for watching the Co-Optional E3 podcast. We certainly appreciate that. By all means, do go check out our channels. They're right below. Right there, there is content there. My channel is not below, but that's okay. It, it's not, but it's linked on there. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Jennabane. Go check that out. Thank you very much for watching, folks. Thank you for sticking through innumerable hours of E3 coverage. We're done. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye.